noon hour is here. Check it out. And you're locked on to Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports radio station. It's my station. It's my station. This is, this is, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome in, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hans and Scotty, we all love, we love our remotes. We love going out and about. But some we know just hit a little different with our listeners. And when we're up here in Layton at Minky Couture, we know that we're saving marriages. Yes, Valentine's Day is nearly here, and you don't know what you're getting. Yeah. And we've all been there. We get it. So what we're going to tell you right now is you swing on by here at Minky Couture, and you snag yourself one of these blankets for your wife, for your girlfriend, for your mom, for your daughters, whoever. And you will be a hero on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. It's the easiest thing you could possibly do. You come in, you grab a blanket, you put it in your car. It's all wrapped up. It's all nicely decorated. And then on Valentine's Day, you hand it over. And she's going to open it up. She's going to be really excited. She's going to look for the tag. And it says Mickey Couture. And then she's like, oh, you knew. You got it right. Date is saved. Yes. Uh, blankets and back rubs, that, that's what we do here on the Hanson Scotty Show. Blankets and back rubs. I'm telling you, it's the two most sure gifts for Valentine's Day. A nice, warm, snuggly, minky couture blanket yeah. that says I love you. And a really nice back rub or a facial or something really nice from a spa. And those are the two things. You cannot go wrong with those two. Nope. We, we were at the Spa Trouve the other day handing out great spa gifts, and I, I know our listeners were coming in and taking advantage of that. Well, today is the day to shore things up. Yep. And Tighten it up. It's something that will be in the house and be with her and be in her heart forever, just like this wing that you gave me. So uh, Nate Dowdle went to our respective ho- homes. Uh-huh. He was at your place last night. and uh, Which he, was a zoo, and I apologize to him. My house was a zoo. Yeah, not, it was just me today. And, and it turned into slapstick comedy all over the place. My kid's bagging on me. Because, I, you know, I sit there and bag on social media people to my kids. Like, you better never do this. Like, these, these people are clowns. What a waste of life and waste of space. And these guys are... And... Nate's over there with his filming light and cameras. Ah, I see. Okay, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my kids were just loving it. The the ring light, yep. Oh, they were loving it. Let's do another take. Oh, have them do the gritty. (laughs) They were calling me all kinds of names. Uh, So so Nate came out, and we made, uh, you made, uh, according to Nate, the best nachos he's ever had in his life. It's really good nachos, man. It's it's my my griddle nachos that I've... I saw kind of a, a thing with the griddle nachos, and I've added my own flavors to the beans, my own flavors to the cheese sauce, and my own flavors to the sour cream sauce. So a couple of unique things, but I think the griddle nachos have been around for a long time. 
And then, uh, and so there will be a little social media post with you making nachos. And then I, uh, last night I was going to do, um, I, I had had one plan and it was really simple, just a really simple kind of jalapeno popper. Yeah. And then I, um, and then Nate said that he just had the best nachos he'd ever had and that, uh, the bar was set pretty high so i'm like i told the kids we went to a movie last night and we're driving home i'm like abort the plan we're going wings we're bringing out the big guns this is 10 30 at night and i'm like nope we're we're changing it up what's great about scotty is scotty brought a wing just so he could feed me my own loss no, no, no. I just had, I knew, I know how much you like wings. <laughs> he brought a wing so he could feed me my own loss. Because as soon as I bit into it, I was like, yep, that's that's fine. I'll take second. Now, it's it's tough when you take second place amongst two competitors. But you know what? That's how it's got to be. You know, Nate shared some uh, some audio from this with, with me. From what? From your uh, his little filming session. Oh, boy. Lloyd, let's go ahead and hear uh, it. I hope that it's appropriate. Hello, Wildcats. <laughs> this is Weber Cooks. And today we're doing uh, chili cheese nachos. We start with a can of chili and open it up. And then the cheese sauce, we just take off the lid. And we pop these both in the microwave and we set the microwave for four and a half minutes and when that's done we'll put them in a bowl and mix it up and we'll have a dip for three to six people okay the things are done you got to be careful because the cheese sauce is really hot and the chili is hot also we mix them both together have some on a plate and there you have it a dip that will satisfy a small group and this will run you about six bucks but when you figure that it will feed anywhere from three to six people it will only cost you a dollar or two dollars per person and I'm Stephen Reed, and Bob. <laughs> oh boy, the Weber Cooks guy. Well, yeah, it's going it, to take a year to get that dollar from hands. It was not that eventful. Like the the outing was fun. I don't know. I saw I eventful. saw some of the footage. He was showing me because he's like, look. He said hands did such a tremendous job. We need you to do this. And so he's like, okay. Don't do that. More like how hands did it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> oh, that is not true. I had a lot of cutting. I had to do a lot of chopping. And Nate stopped me. He goes, you realize you're going to get made fun of by every chef out there for the way you've decided to chop your onion and chop your jalapeno. But he's going to have these edited, and we're going to be rolling these out. And it's just a couple of Super Bowl menu items yep. that you can throw on the table. Um, Scotty's original wings with his dusting. Did you give the secrets? Did you yeah, a little show bit. the ingredients? Not really. I, I was pretty vague with it. I'm like, yeah, a little bit of sugar. There's a little salt, pepper in there. I showed some of the, uh, just some of the variations that I do with the cheese sauce and the sour cream sauce and stuff. That's Amanda's baby, right? The cheese sauce. Yeah, she does the cheese sauce, and uh, I do the beans. There's a way I, I like to do the beans Black. for these nachos. Now, typically. 
No, 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 no. I, I don't like black beans. Only refried. Really? Okay. You don't like black beans? No, I don't like black beans. Um, I only do refried, and typically I work in some pork chorizo. So I like to fry up pork chorizo and put it in. I, I did not have the pork chorizo, so that's that's a me problem. But I did get my other two favorite ingredients in there. But I hope everybody's Super Bowl is is incredible with the food because I think food is the biggest part. That's what it's all about. I hope, and uh, I've got uh, I've I've got ten pounds of wings right now. That you're ready to go. That are sitting in the fridge. That are ready to go. Awesome, man. Dusted, seasoned, and ready to go. Let's go. And by the way, I got this. Um, so I, I, I've usually put them on the smoker, the pellet grill. Uh-huh. And uh, anyway, the uh, my dudes at Barbecue Pit Stop were like, hey, um, you need to try this. Uh, and by the way, the uh, barbecue competition with those guys yeah. coming back. Is it? Yeah. Get ready. The one in the coming, park? Coming up in May. Is that the one in the park? Yeah, oh, or the, the one uh, just outside the yeah. Triad Center. Yeah, that so was anyway, actually bigger than I thought it was going to be. I know, wasn't it cool? Yeah, it, um, it and get ready to judge again because we got all kinds of fun. Well, stuff. I'm going to take the whole day because I can't remember. There was you had something going on there. You had to leave a little early. There was some issue, and I can't remember what it was. But I got to judge the poppers, weren't jalapeno it? popper yep. competition. Yep. So we'll be judging. I think I'm going to be competing in stakes and some other stuff that I want to do. Very good. But uh, anyway, uh, my buddy down there was like, you got to try this uh, this grill. And so I'm like, all right. So anyway, that was – so dropped coin, dropped a few coins, got me a new little charcoal grill, and it works like a champ on wings. Oh, my gosh. It was incredible. Well, it was great. And uh, I'll tell you what else was great was Jake Scott's 20-year anniversary on The Zone. If you didn't get to listen to that, it was great. A lot of fun, good memories, hearing from everybody. 20 years. 20 years. Here's the thing. I left for a while and then came back. So so he's got me beat on the 20 years. But uh, but just for the record, I started earlier than he did. You were before him? Just a bit, though. He was actually, no, because he was interning. If you count the internship, then he, has me, he had me beat. Because he was interning when I got the job, when Ryan Hatch brought me over. Hey, I'll tell you, I was talking about this. I, I do know some deflecting techniques. Jake Scott is one of the better deflectors that I've ever met in my life because somehow I came on to wish him happy 20th, and we ended up in crazy stories of me. It was not my 20th. It was Jake's 20th. I am just a little tiny peon compared to his existence on air. Well, taking Jeff Reynolds' phone calls when you guys are breaking the rules in Dallas. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> We both got yelled at that trip. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that was not fun. There were a lot of times that he had to field calls, I'm sure. Woo. I'm glad he just didn't go into details on some of the morning bits you and Lund did, though. Uh, yeah, well, that was, those were Lund. Most, all of them <laughs> were Lund. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. You ready for a weird situation brewing in college football this i'm not gonna make this the starter here but uh i'd say we do make it the starter. you want to, you want to it, do this yeah because i think there's a bigger conversation to be had around it all right let's get to it this is hanson scotty g let's go the lineup is set and it's time to kick off the show with the biggest topic of the day this is the starting lineup on 97.5 the ksl sports song all right, somebody's got to help me make sense out of this. Uh, Chip Kelly is stepping down at UCLA. 
So Chip Kelly is walking away as the head coach at UCLA. So where's he going, Hans? Getting a new head coaching job somewhere else? No. Is he a coordinator in the NFL? No. He will be taking the offensive coordinator job at Ohio State University. So Chip Kelly is stepping down as the head coach at UCLA to become the OC at Ohio State. Now, Ohio State, everybody's like, well, wait a minute. Ohio State just hired Bill O'Brien to be the uh, OC. Well, no, Bill O'Brien just left Ohio State to become the head coach at Boston College. So a weird shifting around going on in terms of college athletics, but is the head is the being the OC at at Ohio State a better job than being the head coach at UCLA? No. No, and I I can't believe it because it's it's conference swapping too, you know, and, and I don't know if he feels like UCLA is not ready for the challenge as they enter into one of the tougher conferences in all of college football and he doesn't want to be on the losing end. I kind of see it this way. He can go win with Ohio State and keep his job, or he could come in with UCLA and he could lose his job. Yeah, I think he's getting out in front of it. I think you're right. I think he's looking at the resources around him, the administration, the backing, the support, the donors, the money, the NIL money. And I I think that he looked around and thought, yeah, no, we're not competing. We are not going to compete at this school. And I am not going to be caught at this school red-handed not being able to compete and have people say, oh, well, it's the coach's fault. Because it's not the coach's fault. Chip Kelly can go where they're dishing out money, where they've been recruiting illegally for years and paying out NIL before it was legal to pay out NIL. And he can go in, and not only will he have the support, but they're going to be on the cutting edge of cheating the new way of cheating, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Because nobody's going to stop with, oh, well, now it's legal to NIL. Okay, well, what can we do to go even further to give ourselves an advantage? And Chip Kelly can go be a part of that and be a winner and have a a productive offense instead of coming into a conference and being brutalized. And everybody saw the writing writing on the wall for this because of what he did with his recruiting class. The recruiting class is embarrassing. I don't even know if he got out on the road. I, I was reading an article about... It was a conversation about what Chip Kelly has done through this recruiting period. I, I think that they came in as like the 85th recruiting class or something like that. It was the bottom of the Big Ten, the very last in the Big Ten in recruiting class. And I think Chip Kelly was looking around. Because remember, we heard his name involved in two different NFL head coaching yep. searches. And we saw his name swirling in a couple of other areas. I just didn't think he would leave for a coordinating position. Yeah, that's, you know, you really want to get out of Dodge fast when you do that. Like it's a bad situation. And, and again, I think you're spot on because on paper, obviously this is a, you took a huge step down, but that, uh, but when you look at the situation and maybe your resources aren't where you're liking it, maybe you don't like the situation you're in. Maybe you, you're, you don't like the boosters. You don't feel like you can win. You don't have the resources. Maybe they're so low in recruiting is that because UCLA didn't give them a recruiting budget. And maybe he also isn't real thrilled about the idea of traveling all the way across the country, although he downplayed that with you guys at Pac-12 Media Day. Yeah, he did. Yeah, but, he significantly did. But, but, you know, maybe you put a little truth serum. He's like, look, I don't want to fly to Rutgers. I don't want to fly to, you know, all the way across the country. I liked what we were doing before. I don't want any part of this. So here's UCLA, you know, what, three or four weeks before spring ball, 
having to put together a new coach and find a new head coach. Well, it's terrible. The timing of it's terrible. But I'm hoping that UCLA was out in front of this. Not that I have any care or concern for UCLA. I'm actually disgusted by UCLA to hitch their wagon and just be the, the yes kid of the group and be like, okay, well, we'll go if you go. And it's not that they were the reason that yep. the Pac-12 collapsed, but they were certainly a small part of that. And so I have zero concern for UCLA. I'd like to see them lose at every turn. Yeah. That's fine with me. What if they call Kalani? Um, truthfully, yeah, I think Kalani would listen. I don't know if that phone call happens after. I think Kalani would listen. After a 5-7 and seven season. Probably not. But I guarantee they'll call Kyle Winningham. It would be a smart hire of UCLA. They'll call Kyle Winningham. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they'll say, hey. what?" And Kyle will say, you, click. Yeah, how you looking in the West? And Kyle will say, well, I'll tell you how my statue is looking. Yes. Outside of Rice Stadium. And I'll tell you how it won't look if I take this job. Are you ready for Kyle Whittingham Field at Rice Stadium? Yeah, but you know what's really nice is then Kyle can – Kyle will say, no, I'm not taking it. Then he'll dial and be like, hey, Jeff Rudy, I want you to get me a president so-and-so. Yeah. And be like, hello, Mr. President. Yes, I just got a $34 million offer from UCLA. I want 10 more – like, you know, you leverage that to the max. Oh, absolutely. In fact, you tell UCLA – you tell your agent, you go, hey uh, – Tell UCLA I'm going to spend the night thinking about it. And then you call. You don't even call Mark. You're right. You just go right to the president. Go right to the and president. And just be like, hey. Or you just go right to Spence Eccles. Be like, hey, look, this is what's going on. That's a really good deal. I didn't want to bother the university. Yeah. But I know it's important to you. <laughs> so how about you and I work this out on a friendly handshake? Yeah. <laughs> Kyle has done an amazing job. And de- oh, yeah. deservedly so. Of taking the calls and turning them into money. As and he that's should. exactly what you got to do in that profession. Yep. But you know what else he didn't do that a lot do do? He didn't get complacent. A lot of guys take the money and you get complacent. Oh, yeah. They get fat and happy. Kyle Whittingham got himself back into the weight room, pumped his bench up another 50 pounds, and worked a little bit harder through the day. That's what he did. And that's what's made him a legend. And a lot of guys will just take the call and they'll use it to boost their own ego and boost their bank account. And then they just get fat and happy. They, they do get the extension and then they're fired in two years. Yeah. And right off in the sunset. But but your point isn't bad with I do put in a call to Kalani and I just say, hey, how are things going? What do you think about your entry into a new conference? Which, how was that with trying to rebuild any ideas of how we could do that. We're headed into a kind of a different territory. What do you know about these teams? You know, it it would be worth a phone call. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, Kalani would have to listen. I think getting Kalani out of BYU would be tough, but he'd have to listen. UCLA is an intriguing place. And uh, like I was saying, if UCLA didn't see this coming with Chief Chip Kelly, they deserve to be embarrassed with this coaching search and hire. Hopefully, this search has been going on for the last couple of months while they're seeing Chip Kelly jump on an airplane to go interview with the NFL team. So, okay, here's the thing. I'm sure they – but I'm sure once you get past – I mean, I remember talking to uh, to uh, Matt Wells, and he – you know, every year at Utah State, he was always worried about his, his coaches getting poached. And he was always happy for them if they got more money and stuff like that. But, you know, it's a concern when you have to go out and hire a coach. And he's, he always said, if I can get through – valentine's day 
I'm usually okay. And he's just talking about assistant coaches. So, he's, you know, his thought is if I can get through February 14th and I still have my assistant coaches in place, chances are I'm going to be all right. I'm not going to lose anybody because all the staffs are set. Well, I got to imagine as a head coach, if you're UCLA, you're not thinking Valentine's Day. You're thinking January 15th. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, and so it took this weird Boston College Bill O'Brien thing for this to open up for him. So I got to imagine they kind of felt like they were like, you know, the 80s, like, eh, Chip's getting cranky. We might lose him. Well, we better be prepared for that. And then a few weeks pass, and then you're like, okay, I think we're okay. We'll be okay this year at least. And then, bam. OC. Not a head coach. Yeah. And so I, I got to imagine they're a little surprised by this. Well, surprised and probably mortified. Yeah. That's embarrassing. Yeah, even then, even when things calmed down, I'd, we'd be chirping in the front office, you and I. Yeah. We'd be talking about, hey, so what did you what did you hear? Well, I heard he was out with the NFL, and he's kind of looking here and there. Have you heard his name anywhere else? Uh, yeah, there was a rumor going on that he's been spreading his resume out to a couple other teams in another conference. And, and if you didn't do your due diligence, if you weren't working to keep – uh, an eye on that situation, then you you deserve to be caught blindsided and left holding nothing. Yeah, which is essentially what it looks like UCLA is holding right now. Yep, and UCLA is trying to work their way into the Big Ten. And I'm just telling you, man, watching BYU go into the Big Twelve, they ended up two and seven in their first year in the Big Twelve. They got two Big Twelve wins, seven Big Twelve losses, and they ended up missing a bowl game by a single game. And I remember thinking. That that was a rough season. <laughs> yeah. That is a rough season. Finishing a season against Oklahoma State and Oklahoma, that's those are tough times. UCLA is about to face that. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't think Chip wants any part of it. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. Hans and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We are out and about today. And, again, we mentioned there is one place that you can go to where we can absolutely guarantee you you'll be a hero on Valentine's Day. There's a few big events you cannot screw up. Valentine's Day, birthday, anniversary, Christmas, Mother's Day. Yep, those are it. Those, those are, are your big five. You cannot screw any of those up. <laughs> the big five. The big mm-hmm. five. Well, Valentine's Day might be the biggest of them all. And it, it's known sweetheart. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You got if whether you're it's your spouse or your girlfriend or your mom or your dad, it's just love, right? Sweetheart, love, pass it on, cuddle up, let's yep. get cozy. And, Scotty, you look, you look like you need a blanket today. <laughs> He's got his jacket on and I'm a cap, cold. and he needs a, he needs a blanket. I need a blanket. Do we have a blanket no, around I'm here? A, you look like you're dressed for the I get around. <laughs> <laughs> really I love it. I, it's very appropriate for the store. Well, what I love, I walked in here, and as soon as you walk into this Minky Couture location, and i got to imagine all the locations, you just see Valentine's everywhere. I'm seeing all the minky Valentine's blankets. I know. Look at all the fun and, minky blankets. Yeah. You walk in and you just know, okay, I'm, yes. I'm going to walk out a winner today. For sure. Whether you want a Valentine print, which we have people that literally wait and collect them, and they must have several because, you know, every year you can't, I don't know where they put them, but they love them. And then we also have the solids, the plush, the pink, the reds, the blacks, the silvers, the... If you want to do green, wow. it's, it's well, you, great. You've got to stay up on things because colors and everything oh. changes so quickly. <laughs> that is so true. And this morning I was just putting in orders for um, Halloween, Christmas, and Valentine's next year. Wow. 
Yep. So, you know, obviously there's certain colors that sell during a certain time of year or a holiday. That's 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 the easy part. But coming up with some fun prints and some fun, you know, just something on the cutting edge. we got to be out there and first. Well, let's uh, let's hook up our listeners. You always do such a great oh, job taking care of them. Yes. And we have a special going on. And I got the idea from one of our remotes one day is um, you get... If you come in and get a hugs or any blanket, really, but a hugs, we're putting in a little bag of kisses so you can give your wife hugs and kisses. Oh, is that smart, so cute? Very smart. Yep. And then we've got these new gift boxes. If all your those listeners can oh, see, look at those. Those are yeah. nice. I know. And these are a little added cost, but um, they're so nice because the guys don't have to wrap them. We just put them inside. We have sizes, different very sizes, well. and you can take it home in a. In a little free shopping bag, and you don't even have to go out this weekend. I know. I mean, knock shopping. it out. Yeah. Come get it done. Go do it. And we've had, these have been such a hit because we put them out there thinking, you know, we don't know if people will want to add that extra cost, but yet when it's a convenience and yeah. they're so nice, literally everybody, all our stores are putting in second, third orders because they just blew out in a day or two. Makes the gift look a lot yeah, more fun. It really but does. you add a little kiss, and you're good to go. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. You come on by here. You mentioned the zone, and what are we yeah, giving them? Yeah, zone 55. 55. Yes, right and that on. is a great price, especially if you're looking for those bigger blankets, those, you know, the black label or the luxurious ones that 55 really knocks it down where you can go i can do it yep 55 percent offered zone listeners you come into this location up here in layton uh really easy to find or any of the locations up and down the wasatch front uh and you mentioned the zone you're going to get 55 percent off and again i am telling you it's the one thing that you can absolutely be sure of your wife mom daughter girlfriend whatever is absolutely going to love for valentine's day you cannot go wrong when you get a Miki, trust me on this. We've had so many listeners that have taken advantage of it throughout the years. 55% off. Miki Couture right here on 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. The radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only David Locke. I suspect we're going to see a lot more Taylor Hendricks before the end of the year. What do you make of that? He has to start playing at some point, and I think we can get an asset in exchange for clearing playing time for him. That's what you just did. I think it'll be really interesting to watch. He's been in the G League for a long time. This will rejuvenate him. Some of his play as of late felt a little bit like maybe he'd been there for a long time, and I think it'll be really interesting. He showed defensive flashes. I think he's going to have to learn how to play hard. I think he's going to have to learn how to play every night which is hopefully two things he learned in the G League. And then I don't expect, like, massive skill development. He's still, you know, over time, going to have to learn how to dribble and pass. And I just hope we see a little bit more than just a corner three shooter. Like, I'd like to see him play inside of a team concept now that he knows he's going to be getting 20 minutes of the night. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. This is my recital. I think it's very vital to rock around. That's right, on top. Here we go. It's tricky to rock around, to rock around. That's right, on time. It's tricky. It's tricky, 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 tricky. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, 1235 on your Friday. Hope you're all having a good Friday. Getting ready for the Super Bowl. Go get your Costco run in early. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. Sunday's going to be a lot of fun. Good food. You and I were just talking. I I really don't care. Obviously, you don't aren't a fan of San Francisco or Kansas City. I really don't care. Just give me four-quarter drama. 
Yep. Make it a crazy storyline. I don't have if Usher has a wardrobe malfunction, that great. Like let's make it interesting and make it a conversation. That's what I want the Super Bowl to be. That's it. If Travis Kelsey proposes to Taylor and Taylor denies him, shakes her head no, walks off the field dejected, like make it a story. Yeah. That's all I want. Yep. Well, big story coming up on Saturday. Utah State will play host to Boise State. Uh, big night. Stu Morrill will have the court named after him. Its place is going to be packed. And a big game, too, as uh, Boise State trying to get a little revenge on the Aggies. Joining us now from that Utah State basketball team, Ian Martinez. Kind enough to carve out a few moments for us. Ian, how you doing, man? What's up, Ian? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me today on the show. Yeah, we're excited to chat with you. I've been able to chat with you a bunch. Uh, uh, I'm looking forward to chatting with you here on uh, this on uh, on the station down here in Salt Lake City. But let's uh, let's kind of uh, you and I have talked about this a lot. But I kind of want to give people that aren't aware of your story kind of the background on how you ended up from Salt Lake to Maryland and then back to Logan. It's been a, it's been a long trip for you, but uh, I think you've settled in nicely up there at Utah State. Yes, sir. Absolutely. You know so. Like you said, I played at at Utah where I met Coach Andy, and my dad was also part of the coach staff, and I was coached by Coach Stobiak, who you know, then sadly got fired first year, and and then uh, I entered the, the portal where you know I got different options, and Maryland came up, and you know I was really interested to just. You know, be part had a, a different experience at that level, and so I ended up going to to Maryland, which was it was a great experience. You know, just different to what I went through my first year. You know, taking into account that it was also the the COVID year, it was you know really different, and I don't know if I would call it you know a normal year, that first year at Utah. So yeah, definitely a uh, not a, a a usual experience for for college for here, you know, very different to to the usual. And so yeah, then I spent my next two years at Maryland, which I had a bunch of crazy experiences. You know, my first year I get there, you know, I'm excited just for a new fresh start, and then I turn my meniscus <laughs> within the first two weeks. It was, you know, totally unexpected. And I was out for the first four months. Four months was just kind of a bump. And then I get back. And after preseason, find out coach is leaving as well. <laughs> so it was just kind of a pandemic crazy up in the first year as well. And... We end up getting a, a new coach on my third year, Kevin Wheeler, and we end up having a, a good year. And then I decided to enter the, the portal again and, you know, Coach Andy, which to me, I used on my first year, and he reached out. And, you know, I felt like it was it would be really good to get back to my connections, you know, with people that know me better and – where I can feel more like myself and, uh, you know, in the environment. I can feel, you know, that there's transparency and be more comfortable. 
and just, you know, my familiarity with, with the state of Utah. You know, I've been here before. Not as specific, specifically up here in Logan, but, you know, since I got here, I, it's just been a great experience, you know, seeing how much the fans care. They show in every every They're here, and like you said, it's going to be packed. We will have Stoop, which I met today, and talked a little bit to him. And it, it was awesome, you know. So I'm really excited just for Saturday night and having Stu being here. And, you know, I know a lot of the players will be here as well, players from before. So, yep, it'll be exciting. Well, Ian, pretty incredible story. And then you find yourself here with Danny Sprinkle and you find yourself on a ranked team throughout most of the year and things are going well. And the last couple of games are a couple of hiccups. Tell me what you've got to do different that's happened the last couple of games that you've got to change and make sure it's going your way against Boise State this weekend. You know, I think bottom line, we just got to keep our effort consistent, you know. I think we did a really good job just, well, throughout this whole season so far, like you said, last couple of games, we struggled a little bit, but we've done a pretty good job, you know, just with our efforts, seeing that they picked this nine at the beginning, you know, having a totally, everybody, you know, did a great job since the summer on just putting their part and coming in every day and working. You know, nobody else knows what we go through. And it's only us, us here in the gym, putting in the work. So I think we got to get back to that mentality and just keep it consistent for the rest of the season. That's not fix a lot of the other issues that, that we might have just playing hard. You, um, you played in the Pac-12. You played in the ACC. This Mountain West is just loaded right now. How does this conference rank uh, with what you've seen in other conferences you played in? You know, uh, I think it's right there with the Big Ten, also in terms of physicality, I think is it's up there, if not the most physical, you know. Um, just every game, you know, San Diego State, Colorado State, Boise, you know, Nevada came in uh, last Tuesday. They came in with great physicality as well. And But, yeah, a lot of physical teams, just a really good league. It's, yeah. It's tough. Ian, it's going to be a fun one tomorrow, man. We appreciate you joining us. Uh, it's always you, – you probably got a lot of people fired up when you beat Boise State up there, and I'm sure you got people talking to you about beating Boise State again. I know people there in Cash Valley don't like those guys very much, so you're probably hearing that quite a bit. So uh, go snap that losing skid and uh, go get a W, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you so much. You got it. There he is, Ian Martinez. Right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. He's great, man. He's really a part of that engine that makes Utah State go. And Lloyd and I get to see him firsthand yep. with our lovely dates. When he uh, when he gets cranking from beyond the three-point line, they come in bunches. Yeah. I'm hoping that crowd's crazy, and I'm hoping that the Utah State team that has been ranked as high as, what, 16? 16? Yeah. The highest one. I'm hoping that team shows up for Stu Morrow. Yeah. You guys know anybody that can uh, set me up with some uh, Aggie gear? Uh, 
Uh, <laughs> Scotty might. Okay. Uh, I, let me know. I don't know. I'll I'll see. Scotty, you got any extra gear that you could leave at the front desk for him? Well, I borrow problem... one from from Ajay, but then it's like a belly shirt for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Keep it together, man. Oh. <laughs> what are you doing? What are these stains? Oh, okay. Oh, stop. <laughs> Oh, uh, Lloyd! If I knew you would wear it consistently, I would I would get you some. Why Why wouldn't I? Absolutely. I I don't know. I think that would be a one off thing for you. I think you would wear it once, and then it would be in the back of the closet or used as an oil rag or something. That, that. is not true because it was de- definitely could become a shirt that I could wear just even around my own house. Why can't I wear it? No, I, no, I, I would love for you to wear it. I just don't think you would wear it. From our way to early 60 and 60 and some of your conversations, Lloyd, it just seems like there's one color you like to wear. <laughs> yeah. And Scotty knows it. Yeah. And Not true. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty coming up next, what you may have missed. It's all right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present? This is JJ and Alex. Listen, Carolyn Goodman, the mayor of Vegas here. Please do not hold up Major League Baseball in Utah by you making this decision. Because, mayor, why aren't you thinking of us? Get to Vegas so that we can host you for three years because your stadium has been so ill-planned. I get it. Look, I get her frustration. They're all, they want to move now? We don't have a stadium ready for them. Yeah, but you will in three or four years. Well, I just told you the demolition hasn't started yet. They're, they're closing the hotel on April 2nd. There are people staying in the Tropicana tonight <laughs> for $29. <laughs> for some, hey, Jeremy. Still got some rates at the Trop Canada. I mean, they might still be cleaning up the site as the Ace finished their lease. Catch JJ and Alex afternoons from 3 to 6. Presented by G2G Bars on 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. You're locked on to Hans Olsen and Scotty Chick. Chick, Chick. That's right, yeah! On 97.5 The KSL Sports Zone. Hans Olsen, Scott Gerard, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We are live today. Miki Couture, love for you to come by, hang out with us, grab yourself a blanket, and be a winner for Valentine's Day. It, there, there's no way you can screw it up. You get a blanket here, Miki, you're good to go. In fact, right now, we're giving away a Miki. 801-575-ZONE. That's 801-575-ZONE. Caller number 12 right now will win a monster size. There you go. Miki Couture Blanket. Yeah, get it taken care of. And if you can't call in and win, come on in. Come on in and grab one. A couple things on what you may miss. I I wanted to start with this because it's just been under my skin all morning long. I almost called you so I could go on a rant. And I I shouldn't let this happen to me because I have become so used to postseason awards and anything, whether it's the Emmys or the Grammys or it's the MVPs or it's – and we've politicized it, and we've racialized it, and we've made it all kinds of things with Kendrick Perkins doing what he's doing and all the different things that go on in postseason awards. There is no way Miles Garrett wins defensive MVP in the NFL. No way. No. Across the board, there is no way. And I can't believe this happens. It is so obvious. And if I'm Miles, I'm like, no, nah, I'm, not, I'm not accepting that award. I'm giving it to the guy that had five more sacks than me, that had eight more quarterback pressures, that had one more interception, that had five more PBUs. 
I'm giving it to a guy that had 12 more TFLs. I'm giving it to a guy. That if you took him off that team, Pittsburgh doesn't make the postseason. Nope. nope. They don't make the playoffs. T.J. Watt I is the per- Pittsburgh Steelers. I cannot, I cannot figure this one out. I can't. I, I just, I'm to the point now where I have to step away from the awards process because it's like, no, you're not doing this for who's the best. Yeah. You're doing this to make a statement. Whatever your statement is, you're making a statement. Now, I don't know what statement they're trying to make. I don't know if they're trying to make up to Miles Garrett for the whole helmet bashing thing where he ripped the helmet off a dude and beat him over the head with it. I don't know if they're trying to make up for Miles Garrett's shortcomings. I don't know what they're doing. But if I'm Miles, I see it from a mile away. Yeah. And I'm like, no. Like, if I win the award, I'll accept it. But I'm not going to take some charity award to make a statement. Uh Guys want to make. I mean, come on. Deep down, Miles Garrett knows he's not the defensive player of the year. The entire world. I'm talking about everybody that lives on planet Earth that watched any NFL. Anybody that can look up numbers, you're going to know exactly who it is. And to the buffoons, the idiots out there that say it's not all about the numbers, go watch what teams do in double team on TJ Watt. Every time it is a passing down, he's chipped by the running back. He's chipped by the tight end. He's at least doubled, or at least you're giving the vision of the guard as he drops back on the inside pass rush. He is the centerpiece. He is the focal point. There is nothing else with Pittsburgh that you worry about. So don't tell me, well, Miles Garrett fought through a lot more double teams. BS. No, there's not a more disruptive force in the NFL right now than T.J. Watt. I, I just can't even Doesn't believe. Doesn't exist. I can't believe that this is where we're at. Well, I, I just, again, I, I want to give people the benefit of the doubt on this stuff, but I can't figure it out. I saw it last night, and I, there's no way I was watching that dopey award show either. Not a so chance. So I, I wasn't going to spend five well, seconds on that thing. And I was just hoping that Kanye West would stomp out on the thing and be like, hold up, hold up, I'll give you your hold chance. Hold on, Miles. But, and grab the, the trophy. I'm going to give like, this right back to you. But i got to talk about my guy T.J. Watt and his, and his album. Because yeah, I think, uh, I, th- I think Kanye feels okay doing that to, uh, to T-Swizzle. But I don't think he's going to feel comfortable doing that to a guy who ripped a dude's helmet off and beat him and with beat it. him over the head. Yeah, I, I think I think even Kanye's <laughs> wise enough to avoid that. Uh, I'll give you I'll give you a minute, or you know, or get Jay Z up there, where Jay Z's like, you know, look how many how many song of the year she's got, but not the album of the year. When he went off on oh, Beyonce yeah, in this yeah. this last awards, like he's got a point. Look, Beyonce, there's a reason, and I don't know what the reason is. I'm not a Beyonce fan, but she's deserved album of the year for probably for five different years and hasn't got it. And it's just weird for one reason or the other. These award assemblies always go in a direction that leave me turning off the TV, spitting on it, and walking away in frustration with with steam coming out of my ears. And I, but but I'm not an opinionated person, no, and I no. let things go easy. Yeah, no, you let it go. So yeah, it's no big deal. All right, Hans and Scotty, ninety-seven-five, DKSL Sports Zone. We are live here at Miki Couture. Uh, Sandy said I needed a blanket. Now I think Hans <laughs> needs a little love and a little bit of a blanket. See, that's the thing. You can have a miserable day. You can have the worst day ever, and you come home. You grab yourself. Uh, you grab yourself some of Hans's nachos. You sit underneath that blanket. You watch Aww. a game, and everything's fine again. I think you're looking warmer, Scotty, because his hat's off and his yep. jacket's nope, off. Yep. No. Nope. We're good he's now. He's warming right up. Layers yep. are coming. Layers yep. are coming off. Yep. 
<laughs> we, we do need to get a blanket for him because my oh, God, you, you see how good he looks. Oh, okay. he, he's looking awesome. So I wish we had a TV screen here. <laughs> when you take off this much weight, you got to put on something, and yeah. that'd be a Minky Couture blanket. Well, you know yeah. the thing about these blankets too is that like you're, I want somebody to come by here, grab one, and give it to their wife. Because you know the first thing she's going to do if, you know, first off, she, she'll see the box and she'll know immediately. But if people are looking at these blankets, they look for that tag. And if it's on there, they're like, okay. Now, I mean, now it's can, it, yeah. it has that level of status yeah. to it. Well, thank you. That's what we've tried to achieve. I think we're slowly, you know, step by step, slowly getting there. Oh, you're there. Yeah, there's, oh, there's, there's, oh, no, like there's no worries there. I like there. it. 55% off. That, that, 55% it's off. So great. It's, yes, literally online or at all six locations. You can go in, whether you're getting a new infant blanket for your niece or your newborn or whatever, your wife, your girlfriend, your mom. Don't forget your moms at Valentine's. They're just your sweethearts, too, and you love them so much. Yeah. And so it's just fun to... Have something that you know they'll use every day. What's great, it's 55% off. You can come in and get a couple of them for the yep. price of one, and you can give one to your mom or you give one to your daughters. You know, they love a Valentine's gift. Yes, and what daughter doesn't love her dad to just give her a special gift? Yeah, it means a lot. It, it means a lot, and they remember it. I remember a couple of Valentines that my dad had something on my bed when I got home from school, and I thought, Oh, that is so sweet. And yeah. He does love me, even though he's mean on Friday nights. I'm going to have to be home by one yeah. o'clock in the morning. Oh, no. It was like 11. Uh, was it, Sandy? <laughs> oh, yes. It's like I was an early to better. There you yep. go. Well, tell you what, Minky Couture is where you need to be. All the locations are offering 55% to his own listeners. Uh, so just stop in, pick the blanket. And if you don't know what you want or you don't know what color your wife would want, that's fine. Just grab maybe something neutral yes. and then she can come and she, swap it out. She can come and swap it out just leave it in the packaging and just bring it in and say my husband bought me purple and i want red yeah you e know or what whichever easily done come on down here minky couture we're up in Layton. stop by we got the jazz gear we got the candy we got all kinds of goodies for you but more importantly we're going to save you from making stupid mistakes on valentine's day you grab a blanket you're going to be a hero it's all right here on 97.5 the ksl sports zone Hans and Scotty, 97.5, VKSL Sports Zone, Super Bowl just 48 hours away. Are we doing recipes today? I mean, we, we got them coming up on social media. But. That, that's what I was thinking. I don't know if we try to do a tandem release. I know that Nate Dowdle, our boss, he's got everything edited. And Scotty and I have both uh, filmed our Super Bowl recipes. We made them, and so you'll get to see it through the film, but just kind of a different twist on our Super Bowl recipe. Yes, yep. And uh, did Nate tell you his plans for next year? No. Ooh. Let's just say live TV. Well, I'm excited for that, too. I don't know, you and me on live TV. Well, I'm going to make sure that all of my kids are in their rooms and tucked away. <laughs> I think they need to be in the live studio audience. Oh, my kids, man. They bust my chops. I told Nate, I'm so sorry, because all they did, they just sat there and made fun of me. And, you know, I'm old, and I guess I'm out of touch. And they they thought it was funny that I was trying to act like a chef, although they see me cooking nonstop. Although it didn't seem like they were complaining when they were devouring <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. They were sure there to eat the food. 
Yeah. They weren't talking then. So we will. We'll have those recipes up and ready for you. Scotty's Wings and my skillet nachos. Thing is, you are very, you're more, you're more um, willing to share your your info. Yeah. I'm a little bit more secretive. Yeah, info's out there. But you got that proprietary blend that you well, I mean, up those come on. We don't we don't mess around with the wings. All right, Hans and Scotty, this is 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone. Joining us now, NFL writer for CBS Sports, John Breach, who's been kind enough to hang out with us throughout the last uh, several weeks of the NFL season and in the playoffs. And now, John, you're down in Vegas, right? I am in Vegas. I feel like I live here after uh, spending the past six nights in Vegas, which, by the way, I do not recommend anyway. I think four nights is the yep. maximum for any sane human being. There, there is a number, and I've said this. We we cover a lot of events down there. There is a there is a number where you hit, and you know Vegas is great for twenty four hours, forty eight hours, seventy two hours, and then after that, you just want to take a shower and hug your kids and and say you're sorry for being gone because it, it just puts a stink <laughs> on you. Absolutely. Now I'm just staring at the clock, waiting for the Super Bowl to kick off. So I, I got to know this, John, just because it, it's such a unique event and the biggest sporting event of them all coming to Vegas. It's already expensive. You can't get a hotel room. You got to pay for parking. How crazy is it in Super Bowl week in Vegas right now? Uh, I, I would say it's bonkers. I, I would probably went to Vegas once a year from like 2010 to 2018. So I have a pretty good idea of what kind of atmosphere the city usually has. But it is even more jam-packed than usual, if you can even imagine that. Uh, there's Lombardi trophies all up and down the Strip. There's a giant mural on the side of Caesars Palace. Uh, CBS Sports has a giant set in front of the Bellagio. So, I mean, the whole city has just been super bowled out. And there is a little bit more of an electric atmosphere, which, again, it's Vegas, so you expect that. But it's definitely been ramped up this week. Hmm. Well, a lot of attention on this game, certainly with the uh, you know with the Chiefs back and a rematch against the San Francisco 49ers from a few years ago. Um, I want to go back a little bit in terms of the field that you know San Francisco was dealing with at, at UNLV. Has that all been resolved, or what's what, how did how did how did that shake out? Yeah, I, I, it was resolved in that the 49ers stayed there in practice and stopped complaining about it. But I do not think they were happy with the situation. And basically, what happened is that. The NFL put down grass, natural grass, over UNLV's practice field, which is field turf, uh, and that didn't work out. So I don't know if maybe they didn't test it out enough beforehand, but the turf was too soft for the 49ers' liking. Uh, You know, you want firmer turf so that you can run faster, so you can practice at the speed you're going to play. And, yeah, to my knowledge, it did not get corrected. But Kyle Shanahan had said on Tuesday, we're just going to deal with it. It is what it is. We're not going to get playing. We have to practice before this game. So, yeah, they just kind of sucked it up and and practiced all week and just lived with it. What a wild Super Bowl and some crazy storylines. This Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift thing has blown this thing up into the stratosphere. Have you liked the coverage of this? Does it feel organic to you or does it feel a little bit manufactured? I would say it's about 60-40 organic. It definitely does feel like there is a little manufacturing of the coverage. But I will say, for instance, at media night on Monday, 
you know, you're seeing entertainment outlets instead of just sports outlets. Maybe your Inside Edition or your Extra, where you have kind of the tabloid shows that maybe don't do as much at a Super Bowl, but now they want to ask Travis Kelsey about Taylor Swift. They want to ask Patrick Mahomes about Taylor Swift. They want to ask Andy Reid about Taylor They want to ask everyone about Taylor Swift. So you are definitely seeing a lot more Taylor Swift. But that being said, there's a lot of people here. I've seen some uh, homemade shirts with Taylor Swift in a Chiefs jersey. There's just – so I do think that it overall has been good, even if some of the coverage probably feels like it has been manufactured. Do you get the sense from Chiefs, whether it even Travis Kelsey himself – um, or just players or coaches that they're annoyed by the whole thing? Not the fact that he's dating Taylor Swift, but just the attention that's coming their way because of it. I will say that as far as the Chiefs go, it honestly feels like they're fully embracing it. Now, if this goes into next season and maybe Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift get married and this is just questions they're going to have to deal with for the rest of Kelsey's career, that's one thing. But it really feels like, especially because they've been so good in the postseason, if you look at, uh, go back to December when Travis Kelsey was really struggling and you kind of heard that chatter, is it because Taylor Swift is a distraction? Is that the problem? But then Kelsey blew up in the playoffs. He's had three huge games and that chatter has been put to bed. So it really seems like uh, Patrick Mahomes happily answered questions, uh, embraced the questions, uh, gave his favorite Taylor Swift song. So yeah, I think that right now the Chiefs are happy to be at the Super Bowl answering any questions you have for them. So I know we've got a couple of great teams and, you know, they've definitely built into what they've become. And I've seen the lines move, but right now San Francisco is a point and a half favorite. I love Jeff Saturday. I played a couple of years with Jeff Saturday with the Colts. So I love Jeff and Jeff was trying to point out to everybody. Yeah, that's not that's not how it is. John, there's no way that the Chiefs are an actual underdog in this game, is there? It really blows my mind because, hey, we turned in our picks uh, for CBS Sports today, and everyone picked the Chiefs. I think we have eight different writers who all picked the Chiefs. But then talking to a couple casino operators, uh, the four biggest bets that I've kind of heard of this week, there's been a million-dollar bet and a couple uh, three half million or $500,000 bets, and all four of those are on the 49ers. So it does feel like – uh, the sharp money, I guess you would say, is on the 49ers, and everybody else is slamming the Chiefs. So it is definitely a, an interesting dynamic. But just coming from someone, you know, we, we watch the NFL. So with the betting aside, I feel like the Chiefs – I totally agree with you. It does not feel like they should be the underdog in this game. Mm. Not a chance. Um, yeah, I <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, I, I mean, you've got Brock Purdy that's sitting over there. He's going to be good for at least two big mistakes in this game, isn't he? Yeah, that's one thing is that, look, you have Kyle Shanahan, who has fairly or not kind of earned the reputation of melting down in key situations in big games, uh, whether it's the Falcon Super Bowl, whether it's the last Super Bowl between these two teams. You have Brock Purdy, who didn't look good during the first half of either of the first two playoff games. There just seems to be so many question marks about how this team is going to handle the big moment. And, look, we've seen the pressure of the Super Bowl get to quarterbacks, especially when they're making their first career start. So, yeah, I mean, Brock Purdy throwing two interceptions or getting strip-sacked in the first half, none of that would be surprising to me at all. What do you think's gotten into the Chiefs' defense during the late part of the season and into the playoffs? It, it really just seems like they're kind of motivated by the fact that they're kind of the unit carrying the team, that 
the Chiefs defense for most of Patrick Mahomes' career has just been an afterthought because the Chiefs were scoring 40 points a game and blowing everyone out, and it didn't matter if the defense was good or not. But this year, if they didn't have a good defense, this team might not be in the Super Bowl. You know, you're holding the Ravens to 10 points, huge performance against an electrifying offense. So it just seems like they have very good players, Chris Jones, and then you have Steve Spagnuolo, who, who's probably – uh, I mean, the way he's been coaching, the defensive game plans he's come up with, I mean, holding the Dolphins to seven points, slowing down Josh Allen, uh, just completely shutting down the Ravens offense. It's really he's had a masterpiece this postseason. I think that's been a big part of their success. Well, that was his biggest part of that masterpiece is what he did to Baltimore keeping Lamar Jackson inside the pocket, kept him under 60 yards rushing, kept him under one or under two touchdowns uh, for passing and, and really limited the, the league MVP. Uh, what kind of defensive scheme do you expect against Brock Purdy? Do you expect a lot of pressures? Do you expect some zones with what Purdy has running out in the field to throw to? How do you attack this San Francisco 49ers offense? That is a very good question. I feel like this is going to go one of two ways. Where, where they played the Ravens, uh, Spagnuolo threw a couple the exotic blitzes. He's sending his defensive backs. He's trying to confuse Lamar Jackson. And I could certainly see him doing something similar to Purdy. But Purdy has been really good against the blitz this year. But it really, To me, I feel like Christian McCaffrey is kind of key to the 49ers offense. If he gets going on the ground, that's going to take a lot of pressure off of Brock Purdy. So I could see a situation where uh, Spagnuolo says, all right, we're just going to load guys up front. We're not going to let Christian McCaffrey beat us. And, uh, you know, if, if Brock Purdy throws for 375 yards, then so be it. But I don't think it's going to happen. So I, I think they're going to focus on sl- slowing down McCaffrey. Hmm. So overall, when you look at this game and you try to make your prediction and try to evaluate what you're going to see here, how do you, how do you uh, look into the crystal ball? How does this thing play out? Well, I wasn't one of the guys who bet 500000 on the 49ers. Uh, I think you hit the nail on the head earlier with Curry making a couple big mistakes. I could see this being a one or two turnover game for him. I do not think Patrick Mahomes is going to make many mistakes. He has been on the big stage too often. And the Chiefs offense has just turned it on uh, really in the postseason. They, they worked great during the regular season. They worked really good. I think they're going to be able to move the ball against the 49ers. I think the Chiefs' defense is going to have some success against the 49ers. I think the Chiefs win by double digits. Is that crazy? Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, that I hope not. I, yeah, I, I, yeah, I could absolutely see it, but I hope not. Hey, John, I was talking to Scotty yesterday about this. I want to throw it at you. Is there any way Andy Reid at age 65 staying teamed up with Patrick Mahomes, let's say they win this one, and they're able to continue the continuity and building. Is there any way you could see Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes passing Belichick and Tom Brady for the greatest combo, the greatest team, and greatest dynasty ever? Uh, you know, if you would have asked me that last year, I would have thought it's a little crazy. But now you're looking at this is the worst offense the Chiefs have ever had with Patrick Mahomes, and they're still in the Super Bowl. And you still have Andy Reid, you still have Mahomes. If they get this third Super Bowl on Sunday, now you're halfway to the sixth that Brady and Belichick got. And it seems very realistic. And not just that, but you start looking at the all-time wins record in the NFL where Belichick was chasing Don Shula. 
Well, Belichick's going to be out of the NFL next year, and Andy Reid could pick up a ton of wins there. So maybe he gets to that record before Belichick, if Belichick even gets there. So, yeah, I absolutely do think so. And I, you know, There's been some retirement chatter with Andy Reid. That would blow my mind if that happened, because I think he's going to stay as long as Patrick Mahomes does. And if they're together another 10 years, there's no reason they can't top the uh, Belichick-Brady number. Hey, uh, you see this story? Did, uh, did a Chiefs fan get in the 49er hotel room and uh, hit the uh, fire alarm? I did see the fire alarm. I did not know or hear that it was a Chiefs fan, but if it is, that is, you think security would be on the lookout for anyone wearing a Chiefs logo uh, down there? Because it's not, they're, they're so far out of the way. It's not like you can just sneak up on that hotel and go pull the fire alarm. People would see you coming from a mile away because they're about 20 miles off the strip. Uh, so, yeah, if a Chiefs fan got to that, uh, you know, it's all fair and love and war, right? Yeah. Hey, John, I wanted to get your thoughts on what you made of the defensive player of the year. I I was going through this with Scotty. The numbers heavily lean towards T.J. Watt, and I can't make any sense of how that didn't go to T.J. Watt. It ended up in Miles Garrett's hands. What what do you think that statement is? What do you think that award is? And, And why did it end up in Garrett's hands? It blows my mind with that one. We actually did our own CBS sports polling, uh, and T.J. Watt won. I voted for T.J. Watt. I thought T.J. Watt was the most dominant player, defensive player in the NFL this year. And it's really what he does when – you know, we've seen when T.J. Watt is injured and he misses a game – uh, I think he's missed 12 games in his career. The Steelers are 1-11. He just amps up that defense. They play at a different level when T.J. Watt's out there. He leads the NFL in sacks, and I honestly thought he should have been a shoo-in. So I, I, this, the fact that – not that it was just close, but the fact that Garrett won kind of blew my mind. And I know Miles Garrett really started the season off hot, but to me it just kind of slowed down as the season went on. And it felt like he might fall out of the conversation, but that didn't happen. So I do feel like the AP writers have generally done a good job with the Defensive Player of the Year award, but I do agree with you. I think they blew it this year. All right, before we let you go, uh, Lloyd just sent us a uh, picture of a uh, of a jacket you were wearing down there for Vegas. Is that uh, Did you have to have that made, or did you find that on the strip somewhere? Where did that, where did that suit jacket come from? Well, I told my wife that I was going to find the most absurd jacket I could uh, and take it to Vegas, and she said, that's fine, but you are not allowed to wear it at home. So I found it online. I got it here. It was a three-piece suit, but the rest of it didn't make it, unfortunately. Uh, So I only got to unveil the jacket, and I've been wearing it every day, and people loved it. Some people are saying they love it. I've also uh, had a couple people tell me it's the ugliest thing they've ever seen. So it's, you know, right in the middle. Oh, I love it. I know I like it a lot. I'd I like, like it. The I don't know who the dude is next to you wearing the flamingo jacket. You got him beat. That's for sure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that was a coworker, and I was like, "Hey, if the Super Bowl's in Miami. That's a great outfit." But we're yeah. Vegas, buddy. <laughs> There's no flamingos in Vegas, man. There's no water there. But <laughs> hey, uh, I, hey, maybe he was staying at the Flamingo Hotel. I'll have to ask. Yeah, him. there you go. There you go. Hey, John, as a seasoned veteran of Vegas, me, Scotty, our producer back there, Lloyd. We've uh, spent a lot of time in Vegas. I'm going to give you a strong bit of advice. There is a buffet at the end of Fremont Street that it has oxtail soup as its (laughs) select item. I'm going to just give you some advice. Stay the hell away from that buffet because I got violently ill. The oxtail soup was terrible, and it was the worst $2.50 I've ever spent for a buffet. (laughs) That is amazing. So the, the moral of the story, do not go to a $2.50 yes. buffet yeah. on Fremont Street. All right. I, I will remember that one. Pretty much all you need to hear is Fremont Street and just stay away That's from that. That's my best advice for you, yeah. John. 
Hey, John, we well, appreciate it, man. Thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the game, and uh, we look forward to chatting with you again here soon. Yep, as always, thanks for having me, guys. You're great, John. Thanks. John Breach, right here on 97.5, the EKSL Sports Zone again, NFL rider for CBS Sports, a part of the Pick 6 pod. Still can't believe we hit that stupid buffet. What a terrible idea. That was not one of our better moments. <laughs> oh, man, I was, I was so sick. And I, they had syrup as a side item for the oxtail soup, which I still can't figure it out. But I did put syrup on it, and it didn't help. It didn't me. help. <laughs> it was so bad. I was trying to break up uh, saltines and, and drop saltines in the soup. I don't know. Did everything I could. Just, how did we even make it there? I can't even remember how we even entered into that place. Well. Because we were coming from the convention center. But holy smokes, how we ended up down in Fremont. Didn't, did we stay at the D? No, we day tripped it. Yeah, that was an in and out. We didn't stay there. We didn't stay there. Yeah. We did day trip it. Yeah. I don't know how we ended up at that trash. When when you and I had maybe a year or two before partaken of the best buffet. That Aria buffet. They still have our pictures up as like an FBI most wanted. Oh, yeah. If these guys show up, do not let them in. There's There's like 15 dudes that cheated on Blackjack, and then there's Scotty and I. Yes. They're like two dudes died in the filming of Deadliest Catch because they had to go get more crab after these guys wrecked us. <laughs> they said it's the most crabs that they've ever seen. Uh, anyways, I'm telling you, I'm just glad that we had a good buffet before we tried that garbage oxtail soup buffet. Yeah. And I love John Breach. He's a personality. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm glad that he agrees with me. I, I still can't believe it. Like, where were the writers? Wh- where were their heads? What are they thinking? You think if— Did their votes even count? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do you think the NFL just swooped in and said— Yes, I do. Said, no, 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 this is what we're going to do here. Yes, I do. Yeah, much like Lloyd Cole on a movie bracket, they decided who— Whoa, the whoa, was whoa, 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 whoa. Don't, don't bring me into this. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going full conspiracy theory on this. Yes. I wonder if they'll release how people voted. They should. And people should be attacked. Are you? I'll tell you. Like, I don't want somebody getting canceled for a lot of things, but voting the way they voted. Yes. Probably deserve to lose well, your vote. At the very minimum, let's put a camera in their face and see why. Yeah. Just say, okay, tell me why. Well, he's got better abs. Okay. Well, then I guess if that's, if, your, that's, if that's what our if that's your criteria, if that's our voting criteria, Miles Garrett does have fantastic abs. No question about it. Big thanks to John Breach. Could you imagine being in Vegas? No, right now? No, no, thank you. It makes me horrified to think of being down there right now. No, thank you. Where clowns are running around in Kansas City gear, pulling fire alarms in 49 years. Okay. Now, I don't know if that's actually, there was a I fire alarm. Pulled, that's an ESPN story. No, it's a story. Pulled. I just was saying, maybe it's a 49er fan, or a Chiefs oh, fan. Oh, it doesn't say it, that it doesn't in the say, story? No. They, in <laughs> fact, the hotel says that it was a, a glitch in the system or something like that. I don't know, man. I like the 49ers, or I like the Chiefs fan theory. Uh, you know what? The more I'm thinking about this, the more I'm thinking the, I'm going to take the 49ers in this game. Well, because it's just not the obvious pick. When John told us where the big money is laying, yeah, I know. Big money is not typically wrong. No, no. When you get the million dollars, big money gets info. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and I'm not talking about Drake big money because that guy's just terrible at picks. Yeah. No, I'm talking about the guys that do it for a living. The guys that do it for a living. Yeah. I'm not even talking about Mattress Mac type money. No, no, no. Mattress Mac is all he does is hedge. He yeah. just hedge. He's a yeah. leverage guy. And then he gets attention. Gets a ton of attention. His business gets attention. He he sells a ton of furniture and puts a lot of money on the line. Not that kind of money. We're talking about the guys with no names that walk in with a million dollars and put it down yep. on the 49ers. And, and keep their mouth shut. I'm with you. I think it's going to be San Fran. All right, 126, Hans and Scotty. We're live here at Minky Couture. Sandy's with us. And, uh, Sandy, you know, there's so many great things about these blankets. and So many great things. I need people to get as hyped about a blanket as you guys are about the Super Bowl. I know, right? <laughs> I know. We're fired up. It's so fun. I'm trying to contain myself. You guys, you, you get the family together, have a little party? Oh, yeah. Everybody's w- under their blankets watching the game? Yep. We've got a big one, a big party. And... It's funny because we're usually all about one team, but this year I'm we're split. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, that got, makes it even more fun. Oh, I know. I said I'm looking forward to, you know, the the boys just giving each other a little bit of yeah. Heat. So, all right. So, before we get into the blankets, what's your Super Bowl like food of choice? Like, what do you, what do you? Well, do you know what I'm doing this year because it's Super Bowl. I'm sure this is not original. Obviously, I heard it somewhere. I'm just having each family bring their favorite soup. Oh, really? So it's soup. super yeah. cool. You know what I mean? I like it. I like it. <laughs> and then a lot of finger foods and fun stuff, you know. I'll bet you got a heck of a party. Oh, we, yeah. I'll we bet do you guys party put on a spread. Bit. Yep. We have lots of good food and lots of razzing and lots of blankets and I love it. Just lots of fun. Well, that's the thing, because you, uh, when you get a blanket from Minky Couture, you can use it for so many things. You can put it on the bed at night. You can watch a game underneath it. You can use it as an accent point in the room and decoration. I mean, it's so exactly, versatile. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, Saturday and Sunday, we're having a huge Super Bowl um, promo that's all red and goldish and, and silver and black blankets for each team. It's funny. They both do the kind of the red. They're different tones of red. But, yeah, we're going to do a big special. Um, have you, because I gave my wife a gift. It was the all-weather Minky Couture game time blanket. Yeah, this everywhere bag. The everywhere bag. Blanket. And it's, yeah, yeah, it's got yeah. kind of a hoodie. Yep. Yes, And On the you're inside. able to hook your fingers mm-hmm. into the corners of the blanket and pull mm-hmm. it around you. And it's weatherproof on the outside, but it's a mink. Yes, and it's she was with going. Did she love it? Bonker. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Because, yep. You know, we've got we we're constantly All these kids at games, at games. And, yeah. And so being <laughs> that's able to, just what it's for. Yeah, being able to wrap up in that. This is a great Valentine's. Yes, it's idea. great. And you know what? Our next order that I just placed uh, probably a month ago, I did um, blues for BYU and Utah State. Kind of, I picked a middle blue and a bright red for the U and I just is and purple for Weber State so I did all the team colors um, it's going to be so fun in our next batch but they've been a hit and they're great it's called the everywhere blanket and they got a little pocket on the outside you can put your five dollars yeah <laughs> you know your treat money or your credit card or your parking pass they're so great yeah. i love them. really you knocked out of the park those on that those should fly off Thanks. the shelf and that's what's really cool is that you've diversified so many things here with the robes and and the bags and everything that goes scarves. along with it scarves i mean it's really mm-hmm. cool but right now 55 percent off that's 55% the five percent off anything regular price we do have some 
some specially priced items um, here and there in each store. It's kind of a different variety what they have, you know, because we have new stuff coming in. Nothing's wrong with our clearance items. We just have to roll them over. Yeah. And we might have three left or two left of something. And so we just think, let's get them clearanced out and let's bring in the new. So we're excited. We've already got new shipments coming in for 2024. And it's the fun part. Uh, I bet. 55% off. You will not go wrong if you come here, grab a blanket, and give it to your wife for Valentine's Day. You will be a hero. Trust me on this. It's all courtesy of Mika Couture. 55% off up and down the Wasatch Front, any of the store locations. You can also go online, but I suggest you just go into a store. You just go into a store. Don't if cut it they close. have one, don't. Yeah. This is the biggest thing with men. They assume... They have one. They don't want another one. Are you kidding? They want two yes. or three. Oh, yeah. And they would love it in one of these cute boxes and with some hugs and kisses. I just think, literally, I hear it all the time. I have five, but I have to have one more. These boxes are next level. Yeah. Those are They're so gonna be cool. So fun. For, for your wife or girlfriend to be able to open up that box and see yeah, all that see fuzzy inside. goodness inside, it's great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We're up here in Layton. Come on by, hang out with us. Real easy to find uh, the old, old Navy building. Is that right? Yep, old yep. Navy building right by Target Bar- and on Antelope. Barnes & Noble. Get on down here. We'll be here until 3 o'clock. It's Hans & Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Okay, so you got them last time at Delta Center. That's a poll question for another day. The Delta Center or Delta Center? What do they want? They've asked me to drop the the, so I'm going to. Because? Nobody asked me. They don't care what I think. I just like that it bugs you. Okay. <laughs> talking to a guy I work with. He said, I was up early driving somewhere. I had you guys on. PK was cracking me up. He's giving you such a hard time. But I agree <laughs> with you. It's the Delta Center. But it was still hilarious. <laughs> I love that you've thought about it. Well, I have to. You keep bringing it up. I don't give a crap what they call it. It makes no difference to me. I care about what goes on the floor during the game. Catch DJ mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Chevrolet. Proudly serving Utah since 1926. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's time to saddle up and talk about the winners and the losers. This is the good, the bad, and the ugly. Now, here's the good. It's the good, it's the bad, it's the ugly, all brought to you by RGS Exteriors. We're going to be out there next week hanging out with Tim and the crew. RGS Exteriors and Construction, obsessed with quality results. Hans, we'll start with the good. It looks like uh, Brian Johnson's found himself a new home. Well, I'm becoming a Commanders fan for a little bit. I'm hoping that Brian Johnson and, and whoever else is responsible for the offensive side of that ball can get something going. What I don't understand is to what capacity yet. We, yeah. I, I have not seen an official label. Have you? Nope. Nope. So, Brian Johnson, uh, this came out from Jeremy Fowler. He tweeted out, the commanders are expected to hire former Eagles offensive coordinator Brian Johnson to a prominent offensive staff role per source. Johnson, who guided Philly's offense last year, interviewed for several head coaching jobs. But here's what's crazy. He was the OC for one year and then was the the staff was let go. Well, the offensive staff was let go. And so there you go. I mean, Brian Johnson, who was a prominent name and a big time factor and built a Super Bowl, helped build a Super Bowl quarterback as a quarterback's coach and did so many things. Yeah. Put in that OC role, and then 
it's the same thing what happened when he got put in the OC role at the University of Utah. And that was hard to watch then, and this is hard to watch now. But he's landed with the commanders, and I hope he gets his feet under him. Yeah, no and, doubt. And, and I hope that this doesn't become like, okay, he's had two shots to be an OC, and his play calling isn't quite up to par. Can it ever be up to par? And then you got all these questions. Because I didn't feel that was about Brian Johnson's offensive calls no. last year. No. That, no. that come apart was about something much bigger. Uh, you know who who was pretty vocal about it on Media Row was actually Britton Covey. Maybe we'll play some of his comments, maybe in Sports Roulette coming up a little bit later on. He was interviewed about what went wrong down the stretch. And uh, I was almost like, hey, Britton, maybe. On Media Row? Yeah. So he's down at the Super Bowl? Yeah, probably hawking some product for yeah, somebody. Sure. And they, well, yeah, we need to play that. Yeah. I haven't even heard that. Yeah. So uh, I'll send that off to you, Lloyd, and we can uh, work that into Sports Roulette. But it was uh, pretty fascinating. And, you know, as Britton usually says, pretty detailed. Uh, i just a little worried about Britton and his role on that team, how that's going to go over in the locker room. Well, I want to listen. Yeah. All right. There's your good. Let's get to the bad. Now the bad. Well, New York Jet owner Woody Johnson went on a bit of a tirade as he was interviewed outside of the NFL Honors Awards show. Speaking publicly for the first time, said he is angry because of the team's 7-10 and 10 finish and essentially uh, issued a playoff mandate for his head coach and his GM. Said the decisions I've made in the last months, they've seen me about as mad as I can be with what's going on with the offense in particular. Uh, we have all this talent. We have to deploy talent properly. So I think they all got the message. This is it. This is the time to go. We have to produce this year. We have to be a lot better than seven wins, obviously. Um, and then he talked a little bit about the offensive shakeup, what they're doing in terms of bringing in the offense, uh, new coordinators and such. He said, he goes, our defense, we're good. Our special teams, good. It's offense, offense, offense. And then was asked specifically what needs to be better on the offensive side. He said, well, we need a backup quarterback. We obviously didn't have one last year. Oh, Man, that's such a shot. Why do you have to do that? I know. So you're talking about all the things that went wrong with your offense last year, and you're going to point out Zach Wilson. That's you, where you're going. Why do you got to do that? You know, you're trying to keep that product worth something. I know. Yeah. I mean, you you hope to be able to trade him. That would be nice. Because obviously you've you've severed ties with him here. I mean, you can't. You If I'm Zach Wilson – and I'm the agent of Zach Wilson. I'm on the phone saying, like, you better find a way for me to get out of this place. Because if that's what the owner thinks of me, then I don't want to be here. Yeah, I'm not going to be a camp. There's no way I can't be a camp after a comment like that. The team was already starting to fall apart with Zach Wilson. And now the team looks at that from the owner and they're like, huh, okay. Yeah, well, he's got a point. If that would have came from Jim Ursay when, when I was playing with the Colts, and they had Peyton Manning, much like the Jets had Aaron Rodgers. And Peyton goes down and, I don't know, but Brock Heward yeah. steps in and, and takes the role. And Jim Irsay delivers the comment at the end of the season, well, we didn't have a backup quarterback. Everybody falls apart on it. It's like, oh, I guess Brock can't be a leader. I guess Brock can't make it at this level. I guess he can't be a quarterback that leads a team. That's just a crappy thing to say. No, man. yeah. And if I'm the GM, I'm like, man, okay, look, put me on blast. That's fine. But when you go after a player that we're actively trying to move or negotiate something with to try to 
either bring him back or get him, you know, into a place where we can get some assets back from for him. You just you you just killed me. You just completely cut my you know what off. Yeah. And there's like just Thanks a lot. There's nothing I can do now. I I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I it's like a a chef who's sitting there cooking a bowl of chili, cooks it up and then he's trying to sell it and says, "Well, I had a bottle of palm olive fall in it." <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want the chili then, man. It's really good, despite the fact I cut my thumb and I bled all over it. <laughs> I lost a Band-Aid in there somewhere. <laughs> you can clean the floor with it. I, I, what are you doing? Yeah. Are you dumb? And, I, and it makes me feel bad for Zach. Yeah. He need, I hope. Look, he needs to go somewhere where, uh, look, the media scrutiny is going to be intense wherever because, you know, it's an NFL team. But... It'd be nice for him to be able to go somewhere where he can just kind of lay low for a bit, really focus in on his craft, stay away from the limelight. People have asked me if we'll ever see Zach Wilson play a prominent role at the quarterback position in the NFL. Yes. I would say that the chances of it are tumbling off a cliff because with these comments and, and the time that passes and what you end up having to push through on a trade and where he ends up, it's going to take the right timing and the right coordinator. It's going to take those two things. Can he? Yes, he can. Will he at this point? It's getting less and less likely because the timing in the league is yeah. just wild. I do think there will be something for him. He'll get another shot somewhere. I just don't know where that's going to be. And I hope when he gets it, he blows it up. Yep. All right. Uh, let's get to the ugly. And, of course, the ugly. Well, Scotty, O.J. Simpson has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, according to Local 10 News. Publication cites sources for the reporting, and they go on to say O.J. has been receiving chemotherapy in the area. Unclear when exactly he was given the bad news, but he's dealing with health issues. He's been seen walking around with a cane and you can see in the videos that he's putting out that he is visibly unhealthy. But the once great running back then turned acquitted murderer, O.J. Simpson, dealing with some terrible, terrible health. There's a few things I want to say. The floor is all yours. No, no, no. I. The mic is yours, Scotty. Stop it. Um, Say what's in your heart. (laughs) (laughs) Be peace. Be peace. Uh, Yeah, that's that's got to suck for him. That's that's too bad. How is he still in the news? I can't even. I can't even believe it. He's such a scumbag. Yeah, he's a low life. I mean, hey, look, he's a murderer. If you if you don't believe in uh, if you don't believe in karma, maybe you do now. Yeah, that could be the case. The, the fact that he's out rolling around free after holding people hostage by gunpoint to take back his what he called his stuff. Oh man, and and the Brown family that is missing a daughter and is probably been paid back pennies upon the, oh, yeah. the civil judgment that they were awarded. Yeah. I'm sure they've gotten very little back because they couldn't touch his NFL pension. Can't touch the pension. Yeah. All right. 146, a little whole world news coming up next. Hans and Scotty, this is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, out and about today here at Minky Couture. 
We'll talk to Sandy coming up here in a minute, but I want you guys to come on down here. We're up in Layton. I've got a bunch of candy left. So you can come on by, grab some jazz gear, grab some candy. i got Snickers bars, Kit Kats, M&Ms, peanut butter cups, Kit Kats, Twix. Yeah, come grab some Come candy. on. I want you to load up on this stuff. And then go grab yourself a blanket and then know that your Valentine's Day is done. You're good. That's all you got to do. You're done. It's very easy. It's real easy. We're up in Layton on Antelope Drive. Um, just uh, the right next to the Barnes & Noble, the Target, real easy to find. Stop by. Hang out with us. 55% off. 55% off these blankets. Guys, just come in. Take a look at the selection. You're going to find a tiger print or a leopard print or a giraffe print or a gorilla print. A cheetah. A cheetah print. You're going to find something that fits your wild bedroom. I don't I don't I got and lost. And you were worried about me in this segment, Lloyd. <laughs> I got lost. <laughs> build yeah. build your jungle. With okay, no. <laughs> Good, we're gonna stop now. Hands and Scotty, 975, the KSL Sports Zone. This is this is DJ and PK. Okay, so you got him last time at Delta Center. That's a poll question for another day. The Delta Center or Delta Center? What do they want? They've asked me to drop the the, so I'm going to. Because? Nobody asked me. They don't care what I think. I just like that it bugs you. Okay. <laughs> talking to a guy I work with. He said, I was up early driving somewhere. I had you guys on. PK was cracking me up. He's giving you such a hard time. But I agree with you. It's the Delta Center. But it was still hilarious. <laughs> I love that you've thought about it. Well, I have to. You keep bringing it up. I don't give a crap what they call it. It makes no difference to me. I care about what goes on the floor during the game. Catch DJ and PK. Mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. It's time to span the globe for the hard-hitting news you care about. Well, not really. But hey, at least we found it interesting. This is Whole World News on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. We've got, got the, the whole world in our hands. You got the And Scotty, 97.5, DKSL Sports Zone. Hey, uh, Hans, um, I know it's almost Valentine's Day, and I know we're talking about love. Mm-hmm. And I know you love love. I do. But I do have a story about how love apparently went wrong. Oh. We're going to go to Albany, New York. Um, Albany Police Department has arrested Michael Green, 49 years old, after he allegedly slashed the front tires of a victim's car with an unknown cutting instrument between 10 a.m. and 4.40 p.m. um, outside of an Episcopal church. Hmm. So, number one, you shouldn't be uh, slashing anybody's tires. Number two, it probably shouldn't be an ex-girlfriend. And number three, you should not pro- you probably should not be the pastor of that church. Oh, is he the pastor? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's had it. Uh, when reached on Wednesday, Green said the incident was a, quote, simple misunderstanding that will be resolved soon. I don't know if you can talk about slashing tires as a pastor of a church as being a simple miscommunication. Oh, man. Apparently, this was a relationship that went sour. Uh, she broke up with the uh, with the man of the cloth uh, a few weeks prior. She showed up at church to uh, because it's still her church. You know, she's still going to go to church. 
and uh, he decided that he would take matters into his own hands. Well, if I'm him at this point, I just make up some statement about how she came into confessional and confessed to hurting a bunch of puppies and is just an awful person. Uh, You know, like I would come up with some reason why I slashed the tires and I'd put her on blast. That's the only way is the only way that I could explain that away is if I could convince people that it was the the right thing to do. Yeah, that was the only thing to do at that point. Yeah, I mean, it was. It was how a, could I have not done that? It was a justified incident. Yes, because what woman that kicks puppies on a regular basis doesn't deserve to have her tires slashed? And you know, giving her ten hell marys was not enough. No, nope. she needed those tires to be cut up. And then I would, and then I would go to the old. The Lord told me to do it. <laughs> I was inspired by a, a heavenly force to make sure that this woman was punished and penalized here on earth, because there's otherwise this guy he needs to go to prison. Uh, yeah. Well, and he's also being he's a weirdo. It was a he faces one felony count of criminal mischief as not entered a plea into the case, which remains open and pending, according to the Albany City Criminal Court. You're a puke. Yeah, you're a puke. Yep. A man of the cloth yep. and a man of the box cutter. <laughs> uh, he was not present on uh, Wednesday for the church's midweek service. So maybe maybe he's now on his way out, too. All right. Hans and Scotty, there you go. Whole World News right here on The Zone. Uh, Andy Bailey's going to join us coming up next segment. We'll chat with him. Very good. Get some NBA thoughts from him, one of our favorites. Uh, but one of our definite absolute favorites is Sandy, as we're live here at uh, Minky Couture, because Sandy is handing out little bags of just joy Happiness. with these with these blankets. I mean, they're wrapped now; they're boxed in a beautiful box, and you can come on down here. And if you've been down here before and gotten a blanket and been a hero on Valentine's Day, guess what? You can do it again and you again can and again for sure. One hundred percent, your wife's not going to be disappointed if she already has one. In fact, she may be more excited. But um, we will run the zone fifty-five for today's Friday, tomorrow Saturday, and today or tomorrow online Sunday. And those three days, you ought to be able to pick up your gift. I I worry about Sunday because it'll be shipped out Monday. There's no guarantee after it leaves the warehouse that yeah. it'll get there, but. Lots of times in Utah it might, and it usually does, but... Ooh. I'm going to say a very guy thing right now. What, okay. day, what day of the week is Valentine's it's Day? It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay, yeah. A very a very guy thing. Yeah. Well, you have until Wednesday to come on down here and take advantage of this. Let's get you in here, grab one of these blankets, and let's get you a situation where you can frankly be a hero on valentine's day because let's be honest nobody is gonna nobody is gonna be upset when they open up that bag and they see uh minky couture blanket in there for sure they're gonna be excited and having a little um kiss with it a few kisses in a bag and a beautiful box you can you reuse and over and over or store things in it's just a nice heavy box that has a cute red ribbon for valentine's i just think it's a win-win. It is a win-win. I would love that. And it's a definite win when it's 55% off, too. And you mentioned it'll go through Sunday. Yes, it will go through Sunday. Or, yeah, Sunday. online on Sunday, Sunday Saturday uh-huh. in stores. Saturday, yeah, today and Saturday in stores. And actually, if it came in Monday, I would 
the girls will honor. I love it. You know what I love? I love watching our listeners come in. I, there's been four or five guys uh-huh. over the last, like, 20 minutes that have, they wander in, and you've got so many great people that come over. Yeah. What you looking for? Hey, we got you. We I know. know, we know you're scared. We literally got deer in the headlights because there's so many to choose from. Yeah. They, you they don't want, know which way to go. They want to get the job done, and they want to do yeah. the right thing. They're in they here They want to be love. a hero. Yes. This poor dude over here looks like he's in Victoria's Secret or something. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing here. I know I'm supposed to be here, but I don't know what I'm doing. And you know what? Those guys that are in the 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, they're not married yet. This is one of those gifts that if you're just dating and you really like each other, but oh, you don't want to yeah. do oh, anything. It's oh. the next step. Yes. <laughs> this is this is a seal the deal kind of thing. But yeah. It's, yeah, but it's not too committed. I mean, it is. I love you, but it's not like marry me. This isn't like a time and all eternity blanket, but it's uh, yeah. All right. Well, you don't need to tell them that you got 55% off. Oh, no, no, yeah. no. You want to think you paid full value yeah. and that they would do anything to make you. Love it. And then if things go sour, you can be like, you know what? I only paid half for that blanket. <laughs> I've literally heard guys that they break up say, okay, we're broke up. I want my blanket I want back. my blanket back. <laughs> I <laughs> have several times. Taking the dog and the blanket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're going to fight for the dog, you're going to fight for the blanket. Well, it's all about the love down here. Come by here. Grab a blanket. Let's get you squared away for Valentine's Day. It's Miki Couture. We're broadcasting live up in Layton, but... All the locations up and down the Wasatch Front, you get the same 55% off right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. I'm so happy because today I found my friends here in my head. I'm so ugly, that's okay because so are you. We're going to miss Sunday morning. Every day for all I care I'm not scared Light my candles In our days Cause I found God Hands and Scotty 97.5 DKSL Sports Zone Happy Friday Weekend's almost here Hope you're all having a good one Hope you're all making preparations for Valentine's Day If you have not, get up here late and we're live at Minky Couture. That's just one of several locations. You get 55% off these blankets and be a hero on Valentine's Day. It's that simple. Andy Bailey's going to join us coming up here in a moment. It's been a, moment. It's been a minute since we've chatted with him. Way too long. Love his takes. He's great on Twitter. Very, very forward. Doesn't try to sugarcoat things, which I absolutely love. And always gives us it straight here on the Hands of Scotty Show. So excited to have him back on. So we'll get with him here in just a moment, chat with him about the NBA post-trade deadline and uh, and uh, what he expects throughout the rest of the 30 games of the regular season. Really quickly before he jumps on, uh, things didn't look real good against Phoenix last night. No, no. That was a team that looked dismantled. No Booker and no matters. No, <laughs> no worries. And no big deal. <laughs> no big deal because Kevin Durant is still Kevin Durant. And Phoenix is still firing hot. I mean, I, I still think that's a team that could come together. Oh, yeah. It's got all the talent it needs when Booker's healthy to come together. But last night, really from start to finish, they they pressed and dominated. Yeah, and not surprising, honestly, considering, you know, you got the loss of players due to the trade, and then probably the mental fatigue of the whole thing, too. 
I mean, I don't know how interested the Jazz really were in playing basketball after dealing with seeing their, their guys get traded. Probably wasn't a pleasant pleasant day for them. And it makes a little bit of sense that they would get get it handed to them a bit last night. I'll tell you what, Bradley Bill looked okay last night for stretches. Yeah, he still got some gas left in the tank. He, he looked really good in moments. Uh, Grayson Allen hit a couple of threes. That deep three there in the, what, maybe, was that five minutes into the first quarter? Yeah, yeah it was early. <laughs> he strokes a deep three. We're talking about Grayson Allen, who's leading the league in three-point percentage at nearly 50%. He's at over 49% from three. And last night, he stepped out there and went two of three. Was it two of three? No, he went. Yeah, two of three from three and and hit one deep three. So with Grayson and, and Bill doing what he's doing, that is a team that if Booker's healthy, Phoenix is a team that can yeah. catch some fire. All right, joining us now, one of our favorites when it comes to the NBA, it's Andy Bailey carving out a few moments for us. Andy, how you doing, man? Hey, Andy. I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. Very good. All right, so uh, trade deadlines in the rearview mirror. Kind of give us your evaluation of the Jazz and uh, – what you think of Danny Ainge and Justin Zanuck and the work they did on a couple of those trades? The, I, <laughs> I guess my hesitant, like, I, obviously you can see I'm struggling to come up with the words. They're one of the teams that confused me a little bit yesterday. Um, I thought, and maybe it's just because the offers weren't out there. I thought they'd be able to get better value for Kelly Olenek, I, I was kind of surprised they had to attach Abaji to him to get a first-round pick back. Um, maybe there's somebody in the 24 draft that they're just higher on than the consensus, and they were really you know, keen on getting that pick, and so that made it worthwhile for them. But that trade was kind of a head-scratcher to me. And um, the Fontecchio one is is maybe a little bit easier for me to wrap my head around um as far as i can tell i think i think his name is Persida is the uh other italian player that they got the draft rights to could be sort of a similar um wing who can shoot from italy of of all places and he's you know seven or eight years younger than fontecchio so maybe you're just kind of turning the clock back on that and and the second they got in that deal could be valuable too because it, it should be early in the second round um the other thing maybe they're doing is just kind of clearing the way for someone like Taylor Hendricks to maybe get some more minutes now that Kelly Olenek is gone. Um, so, I mean, there's, I think there's explanations for everything that they did yesterday. I just, that deadline was a little bit different than I anticipated. Um, it was kind of weird from Kelly Olenek's perspective to me too, because I assumed he'd be on a playoff team after yesterday. And that doesn't appear to be the case, at least not for this season. Hey, Andy, have you ever witnessed a team that has been so committed to hoarding picks over a two-year period of time? Is is this normal? Is it way abnormal? Because it it feels like the Jazz or a Badger just pulling in picks into their hole right now. I don't think it's abnormal. Um, in fact, I you know I think in fairly recent history we have examples of teams that were maybe even a little more dramatic with it. The Oklahoma City Thunder, their trove of draft assets is just absurd if you if you you know look that up on google all the stuff that they have incoming in the next several years is crazy and the philadelphia 76ers were big on this too during the process days and i think it's generally a smart approach um and again i'm i'm not inside the discussions that the jazz front office is having with with other teams around the league 
but I just I thought they could have gotten something for Olenek individually, and maybe that just wasn't the case. Maybe when push came to shove, there weren't as many teams interested in him as I thought there would be. Um, but it's I, short answer is I don't think it's abnormal for Utah to be in sort of an aggressive asset accumulation mode. But they're also, I think, for two years in a row now, have been better than expected. So I, I think, you know, you could probably justify dialing that back a little bit uh, and being more of a buyer. A lot of people actually kind of expected them to be buyers yesterday. Um, so I guess they've got a bunch of different paths they could have gone down. It's just the ones that they found yesterday uh, took me by a little bit of a surprise. Let's uh... – how much dissent is there in Lakerland with uh, the Lakers unable to do anything and LeBron seemingly not pleased about it? I, it sounds to me like there's a decent amount. Um, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of media people connected to the team talking about, you, you mentioned that LeBron may be unhappy with it. And I, I can understand that. I mean, for, for most of the last 20 years, he has gotten his way on stuff like this and for that not to happen has got to be a little bit of a surprise to him. Um, and I've seen a lot of, you know, Lakers media and, and fans think, well, even if we didn't want to expend our first and kind of keep our powder dry for the summer, we could have done something with second round picks. Um, you know, we should have done something, anything to improve the situation. Um, I, I generally think, this was probably the wisest path for them. I, I don't think there was anybody available on the market this week who would have dramatically changed their fortunes. Um, they're going to be able to trade three first-rounders in the summer as opposed to one right now, and so maybe they're able to go out and get a star. I think you know people are already whispering about Trey Young potentially as, as a possibility for the Lakers. That would certainly be interesting. Donovan Mitchell has been mentioned as well, but I just I don't think they'll have – what they need to make that happen, um, especially with the way he's been playing the last couple of weeks. I think he's going to be out of their price range. Um, but I, I think this was probably the wise way to go for L.A. They'll probably get a buyout guy or two in the next couple of weeks who may add a win or two uh, over the course of the season. But I just I don't I don't think the Lakers are contenders. I don't think anything they could have done in the trade market this week would have made them contenders. Um I, I certainly didn't think they were contenders in February of last year either, and they wound up in the Western Conference Finals. So I guess they could surprise me again. Um, but the drop-off on that roster beyond the top two guys is just so dramatic, and I, I, I actually think they were probably smart the way they handled the deadline. Well, the deadline goes without Golden State getting involved, at least not in any depth. And Steve Kerr kind of dug his feet in too and said, no, we've got the talent to get back in this thing. Are we just watching Golden State now in a slow death, Andy? I think so. Um, <laughs> I think they have the talent to get into the plan. Like, you know, given what happened this week, I think Utah maybe takes a half step back without Olenek. I, I think he's been a pretty important part of the team um, over the last couple of years, and I wouldn't be surprised to see Golden State overtake them and, and sneak into the play-in tournament. Uh, I think there may be a game or two back of Utah right now. And Houston's going to, I think, be in the fight at least until the end of the season. Um, and between those three teams, I think given, you know, Golden State's history, it's it's not going too far out on a limb to suggest they'll end up in that top ten. But I don't 
I don't see them getting much further than that. Like even if they escape the play-in tournament and they have to face the Clippers or the Nuggets or the Thunder or some team like that in the first round, I, this this just isn't the Warriors team of six or seven years ago. It's probably not a newsflash to most outside observers, um, but it may be hard to grasp for certain guys within the organization. Maybe Steve Kerr. Um, we've we've heard some interesting comments from Clay Thompson over the last couple of weeks about how he sort of struggled with um, getting to know his basketball mortality. They they have some good signs. Like Jonathan Kaminga has been fantastic for about a, a month now, and so maybe that changes their fortunes a little bit. Um, but they like the Lakers. I, I think the rest of the West is just sort of passed them by at this point. What are your thoughts on uh, Oklahoma City as a as a essentially an NBA championship contender? Yeah, I think they are a contender, and I think you know the obvious caveat that everybody brings up is there's no playoff experience there, and, and really there isn't much even after they added Gordon Hayward. Um, Generally, historically in the NBA, groups have to take their lumps in the playoffs before they, you know, figure it out and and go through that growing process. I think a good, um, I think a good analog for this team is actually I think it was the 2011-12 Thunder, who, you know, I I don't know their history super well. I don't know how many playoff tests they had before that year, but I do remember thinking it was kind of a surprise that they made it to the finals that early with Durant and Westbrook and Harden. And I wouldn't be shocked just on talent and versatility and length alone if this OKC team makes that kind of a run. I I think they are just phenomenally talented. I think SGA has clearly been one of the three or four best players in the league this season. You need that to make a deep playoff run. You need one of those super-duper star type of guys. Um, I think the way that they play small is actually a problem for most other teams. I know a lot of people were clamoring for them to get a big this week, um, but I'm not sure I would want them to sacrifice that strength of the speed and the athleticism and the switchability that they have. And I actually really like the Hayward trade for them they didn't they didn't really have to give up much Davis Bertans obviously wasn't playing for them I don't think they had to give up a pick for Hayward um health is always a big question for him but if he is available and he's your fourth or fifth option he's he's kind of a connector slash glue glue guy um he could be phenomenal in that role I think he's been miscast for you know most of the time since he left Utah, and I think he's settled into a place that could be really good for him. So I like OKC's chances. I I think it's a fool's errand to try and predict the West Um, this season. There are just so many good teams um, and teams that aren't in that top four that, like, if Luka got super hot in the first round and they upset one of those top four teams, I don't think anybody would be shocked. I mean, the, the unpredictability in that conference right now is just crazy. Well, that's one area I wanted to go because I watched a little bit of that Minnesota Milwaukee game last night, and I was just watching Gobert and Towns and Edwards and Conley and the way they move as a group and the rebounding and the defense, and they overwhelmed Milwaukee. They they just flat-out overwhelmed them almost from the jump. And I'm really curious with this Minnesota team if Anthony Edwards can be – that specialty scoring superstar, you can get the defense of Rudy Gobert and 
Towns can be the unstoppable stretch. Do you think Minnesota, it could be their year? Yeah, to throw them into the mix too. I mean, they're they're one of those top four teams fighting for the number one seed right now. I, I saw a stat from, I think it was one of the official NBA accounts a couple of days ago when all four of those teams were tied for first. I think it was the Thunder, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and the Wolves. And it said it was the latest in an NBA season that four teams were tied for first in the conference. Um, so I, you know, I, I would say any of those four teams being in the finals, if I looked up in June and they're there, I wouldn't be shocked. And that includes Minnesota. You mentioned a lot of the things that make them, make them interesting. Um, I, you know, of, of all those things, the one I'm maybe least worried about is Anthony Edwards playing like a superstar in the playoffs. I mean, his, his numbers so far, and granted he's only played in two series, but he's averaging 28 points, five rebounds, four assists, a steal and a half, and a block and a half in the playoffs. And and last year against the Nuggets, he just there were extended stretches where he looked completely unstoppable. Um, so I think you you might even be safe to check that box. They have the the guy who can get to supernova level in the playoffs, and then the supporting cast that they've surrounded him with is is just fits together so well. There's so much length. You mentioned Townsend Gobert, but Jaden McDaniels, I think contributes to that too. And he wasn't even available for that series against the Nuggets. So they can switch all over the floor. Um, Mike Conley, who jazz fans are obviously well acquainted with is, is one of the best sort of floor general table setter type point guards and, you know, swapping him in for D'Angelo Russell, I think was, a landscape shifting move for the NBA last season. And, it, you know, he's obviously fit brilliantly there. Kyle Anderson hasn't been as good this season, but I like him too. Um, they've, they've just got a bunch of length, a bunch of playmaking, the best defensive player in the league. There, There's a lot of boxes that they check too. With the recent hot streak they're on and their additions at the trade deadline, are we prepared to talk about the Knicks being a problem in the East too? Uh Yeah. I actually wrote an article yesterday in the wake of the deadline. I, I think they won trade season, um, and that's sort of a nebulous term. I extended it all the way back to the Ananobi trade. So they've picked up him um, and been absolutely dominant with him on the floor ever since he came over. His his defense, I think, has gotten most of the attention, and, and rightfully so. But I think the way that he plays offense um, and the way that he fits in with Brunson and Randall is just such a better fit than RJ Barrett. Um, a reliable catch and shoot guy, a timely cutter, doesn't need to dominate the ball. So that alone was, was huge. And I was almost ready to say they're, they're, you know, close to a tier one contender in the East, even before yesterday. And I think they just knocked yesterday out of the park there. There weren't any stars moved. And a lot of people are complaining about this deadline being a dud. But Alec Burks, I think, has quietly become one of the best reserve combo guards in the league over the last five or six years. Another guy that Jazz fans obviously know pretty well. Um, he is a, a very reliable three-point shooter, um, can create a little bit. He played some point guard the last time he was on the Knicks. So I think they replaced a lot of what they lost with quickly um, by getting Burks. And then Bogdanovich, I, we, we keep mentioning former Jazz players I know, players it was here. a busy day for um, former Jazz players yesterday. Yeah. Um, just a phenomenal floor spacer, averaged over 20 points with the Pistons, shot over 40% from three. Another guy who, like Ananobi, I don't think he's going to dominate the ball. Um, they've got ball dominance kind of wrapped up in Brunson and Randall, and everybody else I think is going to be 
willing and able to just sort of space the floor around him. And I, I think both of those guys fit just brilliantly there. And if they get Mitchell Robinson back, and it sounds like they might before the playoffs, um, they have an eight or nine man rotation that I think is, is up there with just about anybody in the East. And what has impressed me about New York all season, and especially after the Ananobi trade, they just play with a force and a tenacity that a lot of other teams don't have. Um, just completely overwhelmed the Nuggets in the game a few weeks ago, knocked them out within six minutes. Um, it, it was kind of like you described with the Timberwolves and the Bucks uh-huh. last night. Those teams that are big, physical, and athletic, um, they they can be a problem for some of these more finesse teams. And I think I think New York is going to be a problem in the playoffs. Hey Andy, just a really quick two part question for me and. And then I'm all done. I was just sick about Joel Embiid and another meniscus and another surgery to try to clean it up. And he was on a crash course for a repeat MVP. And this one legitimate, like well-deserved. And he goes down with this meniscus. Uh, Two-part question. Number one, are we potentially seeing him with his injuries slowing down after he comes back from this? And number two, Whose race does it become now that he's out of the MVP race? Yeah, I first of all, I'll echo what you said about um, Embiid in the lead up there. He was just phenomenal. And, and last season, I honestly didn't think there was a statistical argument for him to be the MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, but prior, prior to him being injured this season, I, I think if I had a vote, I probably would have gone with him. The, the way he was scoring was just absurd. And I guess I would withhold my answer on on the question about his long-term viability until I see him in action. Um, but we've seen we've seen meniscus stuff derail careers. I, I believe that was kind of the beginning of the end for Brandon Roy all those years ago. Don't quote oh, yeah. me on that. I'm gonna have to look that up when we get off the phone. But. Um, you know, repeated knee injuries are scary. They're they're especially scary for a guy as big as Joel Embiid. Uh, I you know shortly after that injury happened, I was googling pictures of him at Kansas because I just remembered him being this you know slender, kind more of like a Rudy Gobert type frame. And I don't know if he can get back to that kind of frame. Maybe he doesn't even need to. But even if he lost twenty thirty pounds, maybe maybe does that make his career? last a little bit longer um so again i I think we'll kind of have to see how it goes when he gets back but there are certainly i mean there's been red flags health-wise throughout his career they're they're maybe waving a little bit more aggressively now um but but i guess we'll see we'll we'll see if he comes back this season which i think the vagueness of philadelphia on that has been kind of frustrating um Mm -hmm. I guess if there is a chance, you want to leave that door open. But if but if there's also a chance of him aggravating stuff, I think you need to be super cautious with it. So I'll withhold on that one. And then on the MVP race, now that he's gone, I think the statistical juggernaut once again is Jokic. Um, just not. I mean, I I watched him last night and thought he played really poorly for most of the game. And then you look at the box score and he winds up with. 26, 12, and 9 or something like that. And that's just become the norm for him. But I do think there will be a case for Shea Gilgis-Alexander, especially if they finish first. If the Thunder finish first, 
he's averaging, you know, 32 points a game. He leads the league in steals. You know, he's leading the second youngest roster in the league to first place in the West. There's going to be a loud and, and probably justified call for him to have a shot at it. All right. Andy, always a pleasure to catch up with you, man. Uh, thanks for your breakdown, as always. Thanks for the insight, and we'll uh, look forward to catching up with you again here soon. Love your work. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. There he is, Andy Bailey, right here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Andy's been a good friend of ours for a long time. He's been really kind to come on and help us out. Uh, again, you can catch him on Bleacher Report as an NBA writer. So, Joel Embiid, before he went out, was averaging 35.3 points a game. Luka Doncic is just a touch behind him at 34.6 points per game. 34.6 points per game. He's averaging three, uh, four three-pointers made a game. He's averaging 38% from three. He is averaging nine and a half assists, 8.8 rebounds. So with Joel Embiid out of the race, it probably statistically is Luka Doncic. Um, I mean, interesting. It is interesting. They'll, 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 take in, they'll take into account where they're at win-loss standpoint. Right, because Shea Gilgis-Alexander yeah. is. I mean, Dallas is an eight-seed. Oklahoma City is a three-seed right yeah. now. Yeah. I'd give it to Shea in a second. Not so, even think twice about it. So kind of overlook the, the statistical yep. giant. I take and into winning and all that stuff, yeah. Shea does everything extremely well. Yeah. All right, Hans and Scotty, we're live here at Minky Couture. Get your tail down here. Let's get you. In, let's get you in a blanket. Let's get you. You know, we got robes, we got uh, the bags. You name it. You've got it down yeah, here. Yeah, we've got it. We've got it covered. If you always give a blanket, given everywhere, uh, we have the everywhere bags. Everywhere bags. I have to think. Okay, and the anywhere blanket. It's like, oh, they sound so much just like the same. Who named them? I did. So sorry. Um, but the blankets that go anywhere with the zip that have the um, hood on them that literally are just fun. If you have spring sports, you know, soccer games, outdoor sports coming up, baseball, it's great to have. It's the right thing. And it's something that I was able to give to my wife, and she loved because we go to a lot of games. You got football season that's going to be rolling around. You got the spring season that's going to be rolling around so you got some early cool temperatures yes, and it's and, rainy yeah to it's, throw, like it's waterproof water resilient i can't say proof oh is that even right? though i've had no zero complaints it's just not a hundred percent like you don't want to stand outside in a you can't storm yeah, yeah. with it in a yeah in a hurricane or a typhoon <laughs> can't wrap it around your legs and use it as, as waders yeah. yes but it's definitely going to deflect the rain it's going to deflect the rain yes 55 percent off and again not just in this location all up and down all, all your stores six locations yep 55 percent off and you if you are sitting at an office and you go how am i going to get there tonight i've got to go to a indoor basketball game i'm um, just order online and I think it will be there if you're local. I think for, pretty much for sure it'll be there by Wednesday. Let's go. Come on. It's all right here at Minky Couture. Take advantage of that 55% off. That's 55% off. 55% off. And it's every item unless it's already discounted. And if it's already discounted, then we've taken the 55% off or more. Sometimes if we have previously discounted, like I said, there's 60 or 65% off. So you can't lose either way. 
Let's go. You're saving tons of money. You're saving your relationship. And it's a win-win. It is a win-win. And on the next segment, my last segment, I've got a surprise because we're going to do some giveaways. Ooh, let's go. Yep. Oh, nice. Stay tuned for that. You always love the giveaways. Yep. It's all right yep. here on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone, live at Mickey Couture. This is this is DJ and PK. Okay, so you got them last time at Delta Center. That's a poll question for another day. The Delta Center or Delta Center? What do they want? They've asked me to drop the the, so I'm going to. Because? Nobody asked me. They don't care what I think. I just like that it bugs you. Okay. <laughs> talking to a guy I work with. He said, I was up early driving somewhere. I had you guys on. PK was cracking me up. He's giving you such a hard time. But I agree <laughs> with you. It's the Delta Center. But it was still hilarious. <laughs> I love that you've thought about it. Well, I have to. You keep bringing it up. I don't give a crap what they call it. It makes no difference to me. I care about what goes on the floor during the game. Catch DJ and PK. Mornings from 6 to 10. Presented by Murdoch Hyundai. Utah's number one Hyundai dealer for 16 years in a row. On 97.5. The KSL Sports Zone. The wheel is loaded, and it's time to talk some sports. This is Sports Roulette with Hanson Scotty on 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Time for another edition of Sports Roulette, all brought to you by UCCU Love Where You Bank, Utah Community Credit Union. Learn and earn with the app paying your family to learn about money. All right. We got a bunch of stories as we wrap up the week. Let's get to it. Lloyd, fire up that wheel. How do you like them apples? Well, Scotty, how do you like them apples? You enjoy them? Uh, yeah. uh, okay, here we go. Ben Affleck. Uh, so, Ben Affleck. Oh, oh. So, did you hear how everybody was attacking Ben Affleck for being in a, a commercial, a Super Bowl commercial? It was the Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, everybody's beating him up, and they're like, wow, you go from – whatever Emmy or whatever Academy Oscar Award. or whatever yeah. it is they win to a Dunkin Donuts commercial huh his ultimate flex was hey idiots I got 10 million dollars for one day of filming that's all you got to say I, I mean do you know how many actors have done full movies and not even been close to $10 million? Oh, I bet Affleck's done a bunch of movies where he hasn't even made $10 million. I'll bet his initial payment for... Goodwill Hunting? Goodwill oh, Hunting. Oh, I bet he made, like, no money on that. Because didn't they put because their they, money into yeah, it? Yeah, I think he probably lost money on that because because they wrote it. I think they had to come up with the financing for it and raise the money for it. The only problem with this, with Ben Affleck coming out and saying, Dunkin' Donuts, they give me $10 million. And by the way, Dunkin' Donuts ran a 
a um, a little research. The day after that Super Bowl that he was in that commercial, it it was the most donuts sold in Dunkin' Donuts history. You know what? I will never begrudge somebody for how much money they make because somebody gave that money to them. Like, if you want to be mad at somebody, be mad at Dunkin' Donuts. Don't be mad at Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck got his money. He got his money. And now we're seeing all of these big-time actors in these Super Bowl commercials. Now we have kind of an idea of what they're being paid. I'm also, like, if I'm a a B-lister, who's a good B-lister right now? Is uh, the the kid that was in uh, Little House on the Prairie that is now in everything. (laughs) Who? Uh, Jason Bateman. Oh, Oh, Jason Bateman's an A-lister. Yeah, I would say he's an A-lister. He's an A. Okay, what about the girl that was in Little House on the Prairie? You mean Half Pint's like a C-lister. No, no, no. Uh, Shannon Doherty. Uh, No, she's like like an H or an I-lister. She's that far down. (laughs) Yeah, 90210 has been pretty far in the rearview mirror. I know all my actors by Little House. Why are you just going Little House in the Prairie? Because they they had everybody. They had everybody. Even Johnny Cash did some. uh, Angela Lansbury, when she was alive, was a (laughs) B-lister. She was in Little House, too. Whoa, she had a spot in Little House? Yeah, I think she actually did a couple of episodes in Little House. Wow. But I think the the all-time great. Was uh, Was she Mrs. Turtle? There wasn't a Miss Turtle. Or Miss Beetle. Or Beetle. Sorry. <laughs> You're a jerk. Don't do that, man. You know I don't like when you do that. <laughs> there's uh, there's a few lines. There's a few lines we can't cross on this line on this show, Lloyd. You know that. And that is definitely one of them. Uh, Johnny Cash and June Carter did a series. They did an episode. They did like four or five episodes for Little House. Were they a married couple? They were. Nice. Yeah. And those are a couple of my favorites. Johnny was a no nonsense kind of actor. He'd just get his business done and get out. Well, Mama, let's go out to the back 40. <laughs> That's John Wayne. Come on, Mother. <laughs> Come on. Anyways. Anyway. Let's say Shannon Doherty is in a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah. And now she's looking and she's like, so how much did you pay Ben Affleck? And they're like, $10 million. All right, I'll take 10 Like, <laughs> no, you'll get You're going like to get this 10, gift card 000. for a free cappuccino. Once a month for six months. And you'll be grateful. She's like, fine, I'll take it. <laughs> Shannon Doherty. Hey, there was a time where she was kicking butt. Oh, yeah. They had 90210 for sure. All right. Spin it, Lloyd. Covey has some thoughts. So, Britton Covey. With the Philadelphia Eagles was uh, had a good little chat after um, well on Media Row on uh, Super Bowl Media Row, a bunch of athletes go up and down and talk to various media members. Usually they're hawking product, whatever the case might be. But sat down and was asked why things went south this year near the end of the year for the uh, Eagles. I definitely think we got emotionally tired from trying to figure out what the problem was. And we kept trying to pinpoint it at this and pinpoint it at this. And um, there was some miscommunication, I think, from coaches to players. There was some pointing fingers from player to player. And there was kind of letting, you know, outside voices impact our love for the game and just the happiness that we had. And all that combined to really just kind of make us spiral. But honestly, I think that you're going to see a team this year that 
is going to be like, I'm not letting that same thing happen. And I'm not saying like just on the field performance, but I'm not letting that impact me. I'm not letting this impact me. And I think it's going to, you're going to see a lot more resilient people, players because of it. I know I will be. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't think you can, I know it's, it's so, you want to pinpoint a spot that goes wrong, right? You want to pin, if Brian Johnson, it wasn't Brian Johnson. You know, I'm, I definitely think we needed some changes. And so, you know, we have a new coordinator. I think it's going to be good for us. Uh, Nick Sirianni wasn't, you know, it's, it's a combination, but that answer's just not sufficient. You know, yeah. it's like, oh, but we should have done this. And, and so uh, I just think you need change. You need fresh eyes. Um, but we still got the pieces. Yeah. You know, we still got the pieces this year. And uh, we got 58 draft picks. It's crazy. So we're, we're going to do something. Um, but, yeah, I definitely think we overcorrected in some areas last year and undercorrected in others. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's hearty. Well, yeah. And, uh, that's chunky stew. <laughs> you can eat that one with a fork. You really can. Yeah. That, that had a lot of beef in it. Yeah. Um, I just want to give more broth if I'm here. I just, I, you know, and here's the thing. Britain, he's old, older. He's mature. Uh, he's well-spoken. He's, he's wise. He's very wise. He's very intelligent. And I guarantee everything he said was absolutely true. Yeah. However, I don't know if a second-year player can be saying that. And plus a little Utah and Utah crime right there. Um, like, that's not going to sit well. Okay, first off. I, I love it, though. I, I do. Love I, it. Look, if he, if he, was, if he, if he had 1,200 yards receiving last year, he can say that. If he was a 10-year pro, he could say that. I just don't know if you're a guy that's just still in there scratching and clawing, trying to make your way onto that roster year in and year out, if you can, if you can say that and survive it. I hope he can. So I don't know. Where, where did you see this? How big is this getting? Who's picked uh, it up? I I've, just, I've, I've seen it retweeted a few times. In fact, I think Jake Hatch retweeted it today. That's where I saw it. Because the way I look at it, the only way it really actually has an impact is if people start grabbing sound bites and yeah. it goes viral. Yeah. If people start taking the clips and start pumping it out there where it's a shortened clip of him saying, "Hey, we emotionally fall apart." And they start pumping it out there and his te- and then it's in his teammates' face and it's in his coach's face and they're like, "He he's a returner in his third year. What is what? But if it stays just kind of mainstream, not viral, but just mainstream. Yeah, yeah I think it's. But I guarantee I think it's this thing's getting blown up in bit. Philly. I mean, yeah, Barstool Philly has 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 uh, picked it up. Dang, Barstool. Yeah, and they see, got about that's... they got about pretty close to about two hundred thousand followers. Well, um, it's it, what, what did it's they say up. about it? Are they listing it as a negative or because his comments are very nice? Well, I went very I, accurate. Yeah, and I went and looked at some of the responses, and there were a lot of Philadelphia fans like, "Finally, somebody speaking the truth." But you know, like yeah, you listen to it, and you're like, oh, "That actually feels good." Yeah, you know, I mean, look, it's a great <laughs> answer. We, you know, the problem is in the media, we make fun of coach speak because because coaches say the same thing over and over. But yet when they do open up and say something honest and transparent, then everybody reigns, oh, you got, you know, you're going to tear a locker room apart or whatever the case might be. So it is hypocritical on our part um, 
to to throw a guy under the bus for not not that we are just the media and collectively to to go after a guy for saying something like that when in reality we want that like we should want people to be open and honest like that without any repercussions and and by the way barstool like they just put his quote out there and the video they re they essentially sent out the video and just his quote they didn't say anything about it i really like the comments let me tell you where the comment where comments in media get really torn apart and cause division in a locker room is when they're inaccurate and it's really hard when somebody's putting absolute truth on the line it's hard to come in the locker room and be hey hey jerk it's like no dude you you know we all shut down you know that we were all fighting about whatever it was that they were arguing about and injuries that were going on and personnel decisions that were made and you can look at each other and be like you know we were arguing about that yeah but why are you saying that out loud you're telling people our business. We need to get this thing straight out. That's what I said at the end. Yeah. I said. I said we're not going to let that hold us down. And I said myself in particular. I love Britain. I do. And I, I love those comments. I just hope it doesn't bite him in the butt. That's all. I, I do, too. I don't think it will. My yeah. instincts tell me this will die after the Super Bowl. OTAs will kick up. We'll start talking about personnel stuff, and they still have Jalen Hurts, and they'll have a ton of attention. And they got a, a brand new offense, uh, offensive mind and system that's coming in. By the way, you uh, you uh, ready for uh, some breaking jazz news? The Kevin Knox era in Utah is over. Oh, the Jazz have what? announced they've waived Kevin Knox. He was part of the Simone Fontecchio deal. All right, Hanson Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Coming up next, we'll wrap up this thing, get you ready for JJ and Alex straight ahead. This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. The radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only David Locke. I suspect we're going to see a lot more Taylor Hendricks before the end of the year. What do you make of that? He has to start playing at some point. And I think if you can get an asset in exchange for clearing playing time for him, that's what you just did. I think it'll be really interesting to watch. He's been in the G League for a long time. This will rejuvenate him. Some of his play as of late felt a little bit like maybe he'd been there for a long time. And I think it'll be really interesting. He showed defensive flashes. I think he's going to have to learn how to play hard. I think he's going to have to learn how to play every night which is hopefully two things he learned in the G League. And then I don't expect, like, massive skill development. He's still, you know, over time going to have to learn how to dribble and pass. And I just hope we see a little bit more than just a corner three shooter. Like, I'd like to see him play inside of a team concept now that he knows he's going to be getting 20 minutes of the night. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 the KSL Sports Zone. And Solson and Scotty Chin. Chin, Chin. That's right, yeah. On 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let them see we're crazy, I don't care about that. Put your hand in my hand, baby. Hands and Scotty, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Well, that's why we don't do video, Hands. Yeah, I know. But uh, it's the wave of the future, so we got to get on it. We got the, uh, our, our recipes have been posted, the videos. Nate came to our house, houses, and uh, 
Yeah. Your, so your dicing hands is something else. <laughs> I thought you did a tremendous job. Well, you're the only one, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. I, I mean, I, just because Jessica does all the cutting up at uh, Boyd's house. You're not lying. I guess I don't have a salsa garden to procure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. The videos didn't turn out like I'd hoped them to. I think I'll just have Amanda do them. Just let Amanda and Jenny just do it all. Yeah. You mean record them or be in them? Be in them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Nobody wants to see us. Yeah. Yeah. The, the recipes are great. Uh, you you want in fact, I'm going to retweet it. Did you retweet it? Uh, I'm going to. I'm trying to think of something to say that. I'm oh not man, quite those sure. nachos look so good. Yeah, they're really good. No, the nachos look good. I, I haven't gotten to yours yet, so. I'm just going to oh, put. Don't, good. don't let my face ruin the food. That's. Don't let my face. Just focus on the food, not the face. Ruin the food. That's it. All right, there we go. All right. Wrapping things up, Sandy's with us. We are live here at uh, Minky Couture. We've had so much fun out here. I, you know, it's always great because you see a guy who comes in here, who's listening to the station. He knows his sports. He knows, you know, he's a hardworking dude. He does all the things. But when it comes to Valentine's Day, he's a moron. Yeah, you know, and let's just, <laughs> he knows I mean, his sports. Though. Yeah, I mean, he's like, <laughs> he's got all the basic stuff covered. But when it comes to love and romance mm-hmm. and Valentine's, he's like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. And so he comes in here. He grabs a blanket. Uh, he gets 55% off and he walks out and you can feel like the weight of the world is just off his shoulders. He's like, you know what? I'm going to screw up a lot of things, but I'm not screwing up Valentine's Day. Well, why not be a hero? Why not be proactive? Because this is the tool to get you where you want to go. It, it, it puts you in the driver's seat. And so all those guys that they're there going, oh, I just don't want to give in to this Valentine stuff or yeah. that's just for wimps or just for <laughs> lovey boys or, you know, whatever they call each other. <laughs> <laughs> they call me lovey boy. Yeah. That's, that was my nickname in high school. <laughs> and wives, you know, it doesn't matter. You just need to have that blanket in your trunk of your car as a surprise it's the best i've been able to gift one to my wife i so so far i've gifted her a blanket a robe and then the all weather oh good so she's got one of each over the last whatever wait, how many mean seven years we've been doing <laughs> yeah this? i was gonna say we were just talking the other day about you guys coming to our first store in that little room yep. where we were going there's not enough room for these two big guys in a table and blankets <laughs> like we're we're where are we going to put them? See, the reason you guys moved to this new store was because of us. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you helped us get here, that's for sure. <laughs> we needed some and elbow then, room. <laughs> yeah. And then we needed el- elbow room and some room to roam. Well, you've taken such yeah. great care of our listeners. And again, 55% off just coming to the store. And okay. what? And you've got a big giveaway. I've got some big giveaways. And I shouldn't have. I this shouldn't giveaway have, is crazy. Yes. So in every single store, and my managers are on alert. We're going to give away. We just reached 600,000 on our Instagram. So I'm trying to get now to 700,000. But we just reached 600,000. So can't give 600,000 gifts away. So every store is going to give six free items. It can be a blanket. It can be a robe. It can be an everywhere blanket. It can be a scarf. I mean, you can choose. It can be a Valentine blanket. But there's six 
giveaways at each store, any item you select. Wow. This is absolutely yeah. one of the so biggest. So 36 items. That's great. 36 items. So six at each store. I'm just telling you, if you're by a Minky store right now. Yes. You better get over there because you never know. You think while you're driving, oh, it's over there, but I probably won't make it. But you never know. We've had people yeah. wait a half hour, and we've had people wait two seconds. So we, you have both. But with six, your chances are so much better. Yeah, well, absolutely. And by, the, and by the way, I'm going to give people a tip. Your chances are really good because this is only a one-time mention. Yes. Because, yes. you know, this is the one and only time that this will be mentioned. So if you're hearing it, yes. be one of the first six, and you get to pick an item out and of And I me. love your listeners, and I love that they're going to go to a store near them, and they're going to run in and get that gift. For it's free. so excited, and they're your your peeps. Yeah, yeah, yep. <laughs> love them, and we love you, morons. We love you, yep. but, <laughs> but we but we, we need to get you squared away you, for Valentine's. They're call, all such great guys. Oh, they are. They're good dudes. <laughs> Well-mannered dudes. Morons. I call them lovey boys. Love love you. Boy. Well, <laughs> you're a lovey boy. Look, you're a moron coming in here, and when you leave, you're a lovey you're boy. You're a lovey boy for yep. sure. You can be transformed. Yes, absolutely. Six free items at every yeah. location. 36 free gifts. Mm-hmm. You Giving just away get any there. item. You can get grande, anything you want, any color. Just each each customer gets one. Mention the show. For six. Let's go. Yep. Thanks. It's all right here at Minky Couture, 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone.